Hi, I'm Elizabeth Benoist, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. The CW are just trying to win the time slot war with Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? It's being, becoming a human burrito, a plus or a minus. I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Oh, oh no. Yeah. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther at Boardroom or Ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther. It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. It's so fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are live and wired to discuss and review the Supergirl Season 6 episode titled Phantom Menaces. It was not called Phant- uh, Phantoms of the Opera or whatever that we, th- <laughs> that we thought initially. Uh, spoiler TV, uh, as I suspected, but probably got some things wrong. So, uh, Did us wrong. Was, Here I was, was no expecting... Opera. An opera, some fancy dresses. I got nothing. I got none of that. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit of a letdown because there were uh, there was no singing. There were no uh, well. There were masks though. There were some masks um, and some uh, scary things that happened. But there there was no uh, <laughs> nobody uh, swinging on a chandelier. So that was a bit of a bummer. Um, but other than that, there were some phantoms. They did deliver on the phantoms. Uh, but no Star Wars references, which I'm now thinking that's strange. If you're going to call something Phantom Menaces, why not have a little Anakin Skywalker dig? They had a Star Trek reference. I was about to say, didn't didn't they reference Star Trek? That's, that's the wrong one, guys. That's weird. That's that's knocking it uh, down a couple of points on my on my scale, and it wasn't really high to begin with. But <laughs> <laughs> we will get to that. Um, but before but before we get into the discussion, uh, we actually um, have some things that we need to talk to, uh, about in terms of uh, going back to last week, what we talked about with the Alex and Kelly stuff. We have a little bit of an update, uh, so we need to get to the news. All right. According to the rap.com, Supergirl showrunners Jessica Queller and Robert Rovner have an explanation for why there was no scene of Alex telling Kelly that <laughs> Kara is Supergirl. Most of it came down to simply knowing that Kelly would genuinely be fine with the news. Uh, that said, they did consider having the scene play out. So this is what Robert Rovner told the rap. He said, quote, it was something that we had toyed about being able to do at the time at the end of the first episode, but the story kind of we didn't have the time that this little pause is like him talking. It's kind of weird the way it's written, but the story kind of we didn't have the time in that episode to achieve that because Kelly was fine with the news. We felt that we could integrate it into the story and that their relationship, uh, it was something that Kelly was going to be very supportive of and helping Alex cope with this. And some of it is explored in the next episode, which I assume he's referring to uh, this week's episode, Phantom Menaces, when Alex is having a very difficult time, unquote. And then Jessica Queller added, uh, and, and she said, quote, and I'll just add, we spent an entire season on when that news did not go well, unquote. 
she's talking about the massive rift that the uh, the news of the secret identity caused between Kara and Lena. And Queller said, quote, we felt like we really played that conflict last season, unquote. So, Morgan, do you feel like that's a a good justification for why they didn't put it in the episode? No, I do not. <laughs> uh, nice try, but no, uh, I don't feel like that's a good excuse. It's just like, you know what? We were going to do this big scene that's like an important part of their relationship, but we just thought, Kelly's cool. <laughs> Great. Okay. I'm like, well, then why build it up then? Like, why why make it that it was something that Alex was worried about if Kelly is just mad chill with it. Like I don't (laughs) listen. We all know Kelly is mad chill, but I I mean, you could have still given us a good scene. It's like, it's almost like they think unless it's something super dramatic, unless it it is Lena creating a robot friend for herself (laughs) because she's mad at her best friend um, that like, nobody's going to want to see it. It's kind of like, well, we're invested in the characters and we're invested in the relationships. So we just kind of want to see big moments for those characters. You can, you can write an interesting scene where there's no like dramatic, somebody throwing a glass of wine at somebody else. It's possible. (laughs) Like you're writing, you're writing a television drama, not the real housewives. Like you can do it. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's really strange uh, that they, they went that route because they even said, uh, Jessica Queller says, we uh, really played that conflict last season. And I was like, well, explain Lex Luthor then. If that's your justification. Oh, oh so you remember last season. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't aware. <laughs> so so you don't want to do things you did last season, but we've got Lex sticking around and doing all that same stuff. So it, it just, it doesn't make any kind of sense. It does sort of sound like uh, they got caught uh, doing something the audience was not happy with and they tried to uh, justify it. It just feels like if they weren't going to put that scene in, like, did they already have episode one wrapped? Like, could they have cut that Alex and Lena scene out? Like, I just don't understand. Like, why build it up and then have no payoff? Like, I don't I wanted to see the scene. And I think that that Alex and Lena uh, scene was good. So I want that in there. But like, if you're going to build it up, you have to pay it off. Otherwise, don't build it up. Like that's kind of it's just kind of maddening. (laughs) Isn't that like writing 101 Chekhov's gun? If you introduce something into a scene, you have to you have to pull the trigger. You have to make that gun go off. Usually. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not always here, though. (laughs) I don't want to tell a writer how to write, but I do know that that if you introduce a gun into the scene, it needs to go off. Uh, so that is something that I always look for when uh, when I'm reviewing shows. Uh, so that is very strange. I don't think the justification helped at all, at least not with me. Uh, so I think it almost made it worse for me because <laughs> I can kind of I can kind of go with, well, maybe you didn't have like I can make up excuses for them in my head. Uh, but when they talk about things like this, I, it didn't it didn't really help for me. Uh, but that is just in case you were curious, the showrunners did have uh, an, an explanation from their point of view uh, <laughs> why that was missing. They did have an explanation, <laughs> air quotes around it. Uh, <laughs> whether or not you think it's a decent explanation is up to you. <laughs> it is an, an explanation. It, it uh, exists. <laughs> it is a thing that does exist. 
All right. Well, I guess now that we've gotten kind of that news, which really wasn't news per se, it was just kind of an update. Uh, but let's get into this episode, Phantom Menaces, uh, of which is uh, episode three of season six. So here is the official description. It's a real short one. Veronica, <laughs> I guess, uh, wanted to get out of there this week. Veronica's uh, in Cabo, so she was just phoning <laughs> it in. <laughs> she, she was just doing the bare minimum before she headed out. Uh, so the description says, quote, Supergirl makes a new ally. Lena and Lex battle for control of Luther Corp. So <laughs> that is the extent of that description. Doesn't <laughs> tell us too much, but I guess kind of gets us where we need to go. Um, and what I was curious about, Morgan, because I'm a little, I'm struggling with season six so far because, you know, I'm a big Kara fan. Like, not even just because we podcast about Supergirl, but like Kara is genuinely my favorite character on the show. And she's she's got this big thing. She's in the Phantom Zone, and it feels like there's we're, we're not really spending a lot of time there. So I was just kind of curious, what would you say? Because I know you guys uh, talk about this on, um, or I should say, you legendary ladies talk about this on <laughs> the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, where you t- you break it down by story. You know, you got your A story and your B story, and sometimes your C story. So what would you say in this week's episode? What was the A storyline? That's such a good question. What was the A storyline? It could have because mm. we because we kind of had we had the Magan Silas Phantoms thing. Yeah. Then we then had, he, I guess, Alex. The, would you say Alex? Was that a storyline of its I own? Don't or was know. that part of I wrapped would, up in I would say it's the like um Phantoms thing, then the Lena and uh oh, Brainy yeah. stuff. Okay. And then Kara uh, hanging out in the Phantom Zone making new friends, I think. <laughs> so if I had to ABC that, I'd say the Phantom Zone was probably the ace. The, the, I mean, the Phantoms was probably the A stuff. Lena was probably the B stuff. And then Kara was probably the C stuff, which feels weird on her show. Do you, uh, do you think that that's happened? Like, do you feel like that that was kind of the way it was last week? I do. Yeah, I feel like she's kind of either the B or the C story every episode. Um, And they keep, like, introducing new elements to her in the Phantom Zone. Uh, So now she's, like, made a new new friend, Nixie. I'm not even going (laughs) to pretend to pronounce her name. I was trying to practice it earlier (laughs) um, because I wrote it down. So it's N-Y-X-L-Y-G-S-P-T-L-N-Z. Next Ligs Pitalins. I don't know if that's correct. I was going to call her like Nixley or Nixie, I guess, maybe for short. <laughs> I don't, so I'm going to keep practicing it before, so I can really get it right. Um, but, I, so, I just got around to being able to almost say Ms. Yiz, oh, God. It's, a, it's a, <laughs> I thought I, I had it. I think uh, Melissa Benoist says Migzez Pitalik, not Migzez Pitalik. <laughs> Um, ah. I think she says it a little bit differently, um, but yeah, so you can just call them. I, I think Mixie and Nixie, we're going to probably go with that. That's easy to say. I think that's probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess um, I guess I have a little bit of frustration and we'll get into it when we talk about the Phantom Zone stuff, but um, I'm struggling a little bit with this season because uh, I, I, I know that there's probably some of this that is related to Melissa's maternity leave and maybe they didn't, maybe they were kind of forced into it. I think the only reason she ended up in the phantom zone to begin with was the maternity leave. Um, so I, I don't know. So I'm trying to kind of get over myself a little bit with that, 
But it was a it was frustrating for me because after the episode aired, everybody was talking about Lena and Brainy. That's everybody was talking about that, and I was just like, "We're three episodes into season six, and I don't feel like anybody gives a crap about Kara." And that it just does, kind of I know this is like, like over dramatic. It doesn't feel like she's doing much in the story though. Like she's she's in the Phantom Zone, which could be a really exciting, cool story. But it feels like they just kind of shoved her into a corner and be like, "Okay, like just bide your time over there. Uh, go." go and meet your dad, but don't have any emotional reaction to that. <laughs> yeah. I just, I feel like I'm over dramatic about it, but it just, it just, Oh, it's just, okay. So I guess let's get into it. So you mentioned Zorel. Um, it was funny. I had to go back and do some research about some things because I mentioned in the episode at the very end, uh, Kara says that her mother built the phantom zone. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? When, when did we know that Alora built the phantom zone? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I knew that she was sending people to the Phantom Zone. She could, she um, could sentence people to the Phantom Zone, but, but she, she built she built it herself. Man, she was a a real talent, right? Like, what couldn't she do? <laughs> the the, the Arrowverse wiki, uh, uh, and I trust them with my whole life, uh, describes the Phantom Zone as quote a region of space in which time stands still and from which almost nothing escapes unquote. So, really, if that is true, Alora, wow, great job. <laughs> really, really did a bang up job. Now she was connected to Fort Roz. Uh, we did know that, but I, I was like, she built the Phantom. So what she the built heck? The Phantom just by herself, just like <laughs> DIY'd it. <laughs> so I had to go back, and I, so I went back to season three a little bit to watch some of those, like the end of season three episodes with Alora. And I have to tell you, it's a different, it's a different feel. It's a different show. Like it's almost the same situation. Kara goes to another planet. She reconnects with a parent, but that feels like Kara's story. She goes in there. She's meeting Allura. She tells Allura about her life. She has conversations with Allura about Monel and about her childhood growing up. And Thara, her best friend from childhood comes in and it's all about, you know, reconnecting with Thara, her best friend. Well, you know, what's funny is like, I remember back when we were watching those episodes and we were, we liked them, but we were a little critical, like, oh, she's back on Argo. But like the Monel, like sort of romantic storyline has taken up so much. And like, I would now just kill to have that kind of focus on her. Because at least with that, even though I'm like, oh, he's hitting on uh, he's hitting on this chick while he's married, like, bro, you're married. (laughs) Yes. uh, Even though I was really upset about all of that, it was still Kara's story. It was still Kara kind of dealing with the the ramifications of her feelings for Monel. And so that felt like Kara's story. So it's strange to me to have this almost near identical situation where she goes to another place reconnects with a uh, who she thought was a dead parent and it just doesn't feel like that it doesn't feel like she she didn't spend much of any time with Zorel she didn't tell him about her life they didn't have any kind of emotional reaction to it and now uh, you know she gets injured and uh he's been kidnapped now and so now she doesn't even have a chance to spend time with her father <laughs> it's like and what? like so that is not the performance and that is not the amount of time that they have Melissa, right? That's the writing. They could have in the amount of time that they had her in the phantom zone, just like creeping behind a phantom, trying to <laughs> jump through their, like the phantom zone doggy door. Right. They could have had her have like a heart to heart scene with her father. They had 
Melissa and they had Jason Bear looking good, by the way. He's and they could have still looking good, still got it, Jason. <laughs> uh, and they could have had they could have had them have like a nice emotional scene. And yet I feel like there was more emotion in this episode about her father when she's talking to Nixie. No, I felt more emotion <laughs> about Nixie and her father. Well, this, yes, that's true. This was not a story about Kara and her father. It was about the fifth dimensional imp that we just met this week and her father Cara and I was, was like, waiting for Cara was like also I have a father and Nikki's <laughs> like no one cares <laughs> <laughs> I was sort of waiting for them to pull a little bit more of a thread they did have a little bit of a contrast where Kara says something about Zorel and Nixie was like oh yeah but let me tell you this intricate story of how my father banished me because he didn't want me to you know usurp his power and there was this like whole story about her being royalty and uh, I just, I don't know. It, it, I think it is the writing because they have chances to do things and they're not taking them. And I, I almost, I do blame the show and the writers, but I almost don't blame them because the comics had been doing this. In Rebirth, they did that a lot. They were like, <laughs> yeah. we, uh, you know, Supergirl's not uh, interesting enough. Let's, let's make up Gandello. Let's bring in Zender. Let's bring in the Omega Men. Let's bring all these characters in. Who cares about what Kara's up to? And then they had this whole, like, two-issue uh, series called Kara Zor-El Superwoman. Guess who that wasn't about? Kara Zor-El Superwoman. So it's just, like, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of these writers don't want to tell Supergirl stories and it's, it's getting, I think, I think it's been building up over time and it's starting to it's really get down. To, it's really getting to me. And I, I'm trying to get over it because there were some good performances and some good things that happened. Like I even liked the POV shot of uh Kara trying to grab onto that phantom. It was kind of a cool shot. Oh to, yeah. To yeah. See her get on. But I, and I, I think what they're doing with the phantom zone visually is kind of interesting with the racked out focus and, um, sort of the soft focus and and the way it sort of it looks disorienting. Like I like that, but I just wish that the the time with Kara was Kara time, because I find myself I don't know about you, Morgan. You can feel free to disagree, but I'm really not interested in anything else but the Phantom Zone. Like that's every time they cut away from the Phantom Zone, I'm like, no, but that's the stuff that is actually interesting to me. I don't <laughs> care about literally anything else. Uh, so so I, I, I did care about the other stories in this episode. And like, I would say if I had to rank all the season six, six episodes so far, um, this one was probably the best of the season. Now I'm not trying to be too negative on the season. It's not saying a lot. Like I thought it was, this was a very like middle of the road episode. It did not blow my socks off, but the last two have been very, strange so <laughs> i was like okay all right people are you know people are having emotions and talking to each other there's some action there's some you know breaking things uh Kara uh, is having some kind of storyline even though it does feel like it's more about the guest star uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that that to be fair there were some good acting moments the lena lena brainy scene where uh I said Brainy had a little bit of a temper tantrum. I still stand by that statement. I, I um, laughed. I was like, oh, my God, Brainy's having a tantrum. I like that Brainy is like, I don't know how, like, what are emotions? And so he just he's just kind of going back to basics. He's like, I'm mad. <laughs> well, it's just, um, I guess my problem with a lot of this, because um, we can talk about, you know, uh, we, we can, I guess, kind of uh, move from the Phantom Zone into that. Because really, we met Nixley 
we we found out she still has her powers conveniently. Um, and uh, we know that Zorel has been kidnapped. So I guess they're on a mission to go find him. Yeah. So I did have a couple of questions about the the Nix, the Nixley stuff. <laughs> One, she never thought to use that crystal ball to like conk out her bracelet before she met Kara. Like she apparently knew that she could use a little bit of that magic in the crystal ball. And it wasn't until Kara like took a nap that she was like, huh. I think that the insinuation is is that it wasn't until Kara encouraged her that oh, okay. she could use the powers um, that she actually uh, Supergirl believed in her, and so I think that's what uh, en- enabled her to finally use her powers. So okay, I buy um, that. I buy because I was like, really, I don't know how long she's been in there, but like that feels like one of the first things I would have tried. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the hope that Supergirl gives her. That's true. That, I, I wish Kara had given her a hope speech. Like, have you tried hope, though? Have you tried hope? She's just like, there's no way out. And she's like, have you hoped to get out? <laughs> That's all you have to do. I, 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 really, I really want Kara's hope speech, like, this season, for her to just be like, like, she looks in the camera, she goes, hope. Did I just blow your mind? <laughs> <laughs> she might as well. She's really editing just, down the speeches. <laughs> or just hope. Hope. That's it. <laughs> She's like, all right, I'm going to go go grab lunch. Bye, guys. <laughs> Save the day she, again. She doesn't, even have, she doesn't even have to say hope. She can just give you a look. And that's it. Did you start hoping? <laughs> Did that just make you start hoping? Uh, <laughs> but I also... so. I don't know how to feel about Nixley. Like, are we supposed to think she's on the up and up? Like I, every now and then she would just get this like kind of shifty look and I'd be like, Oh girl, what are you up to? Yeah. Laura has that same question. Uh, do we believe Nixie and do we believe Zorel is real? Um, I think both. Yes. For me. Um, I think she was pretty honest with, but she could be an unreliable narrator as well. Uh, kind of like how mon was in season three, season two, sorry. Yeah. Um, she could, she could be an unreliable narrator, but she, d- I think the only thing that I don't trust about her is kind of started to wonder if she like murdered her father. Oh, that because so what I think this is my prediction, and I'm probably going to be wrong because I usually am. But I think <laughs> that they're going to get out of the phantom zone, and and then uh, Car's going to be like, "Meet my new friend Nixley. She's great." And Nixley's going to be like, "Finally, I'm free!" And like, she's going to be like one of the villains moving forward because, and then it's going to be like, "Ooh, I probably shouldn't have let her out of the." phantom zone that's I, my bad you guys <laughs> I, th- I think that's very possible instead of letting out a phantom they let out uh, an imp with <laughs> bad intentions and then maybe they that's let... why mixie comes back and he's gotta he's gotta stop her and he's i could maybe the i only could, one who could do it i could see that and then it would also kind of tie to a car storyline because it could tie to the idea of like car trusts people maybe a little too easily or too soon and she could kind of question like whether or not she did the right thing or the wrong thing or feel responsible so i feel like that would like tie into some good car storylines uh even even if you know she's like the you know just just a villain of the week or something but i i i I kept on going i mean she seems really helpful but every now and then she's just like and i'm like oh yeah i mean she that i was picking up she did fix Kara's leg. She did uh, find out where Zorel was. She did give uh, Supergirl all the information to get him back. 
and she did seem to help a lot. Like Nyx so, is definitely like a bro okay. in the Phantom Zone. Oh uh, yeah, but but I wonder like once once they get out of the Phantom Zone and they no longer need to like be in a pack to survive. Like, does she go like, oh awesome, like. I'm back. I'm back, baby. I'm taking over or something. <laughs> like I, I don't know. I'm I'm I did like that character, I must say. Like, even though I wish it was more Kara focused, I did like the introduction of Nixley, and I think that she's gonna be an interesting character. And I like that they're playing with kind of the imps and the magic and stuff like that. Cause I feel like we've gotten a little magic in the past. We had a uh, we had the witches show up, but uh oh, you can always get some more magic in there. Yeah, I think the actress was awesome. I think she did such a great job. I just sort of resented it a little bit because as, as soon as I, even when I heard she was cast, I was like, oh, great. She's helping Kara, you know, like uh, I was kind of hoping that Kara would maybe have a little bit more of a proactive role in the Phantom Zone, but it sounds like, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess as a writer, you, you want her to have someone to talk to and you, yeah. you maybe you want her to have somebody to help her out. But although one could argue she just met her, her formerly dead father. Maybe that's the story. I, that's a car story that maybe you want to, you want to dive into. And they're like, no, no, Jason bears too hot. Drag him away. <laughs> 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 um, I yeah, I think that would have been more enjoyable for me at least, uh, because then you could get the mystery of how to get out of the Phantom Zone, and then have that bonding between Kara and Zorel. I, I would have really enjoyed that. So it it does kind of stink that she uh, met her father and he was immediately kidnapped. Uh, so that <laughs> that is upsetting. Um, so at least I appreciate you, Morgan, for uh, letting us talk about Kara like she was the A storyline. Um, because that, she's always the A storyline <laughs> in my heart, <laughs> even though I don't think that's what that was. Um, so, how are you feeling about Zorel this re- week? Do you still think he's he's kind of a like a, a an imagination, like a hallucination in the this, Phantom Zone? This week made me question it because I was like. I don't know. Like, would a hallucination get kidnapped? Uh, (laughs) I had to ask myself some hard-hitting questions. That's that's some group hallucination that everybody thinks he's he's kidnapped. So I think he's I think he's real. I don't think he's like a torment in her imagination. But because because do they they save him at the end of the episode, right? Or I thought that Um, they got him out, but I can't remember because I watched it like a day ago. Oh, (laughs) and my memory's Swiss cheese now. Well, the end of the episode mentioned uh, was when Kara mentioned uh, getting out because her her mother uh, built the Phantom Zone. And I, oh, that's I, right. I think that's uh, that's maybe where my brain imploded, and so I kind of don't remember what happened to Zorel. Actually, uh, what do I have in my notes? Somebody tell us in the chat what what Zorel was up to at the end of the episode. Uh, Laura, oh, I think they yes, still they had- rescued him. Okay. <sighs> They did. Okay. So yeah, Donna in, confirms it. She said they did, they did, re- they did save him. So, but they had this whole thing where, um, Nixley says, uh, he's been, where's the, uh, where's the name of that thing? The something Lake, uh, what is it called? There's some location where they took him and they had to make like 11 laps around it. 
the the creature oh, had yeah. to like swim eleven laps around it, and they had convenient, time. right? They're going to sacrifice see- him, but it's like, sorry, the there's the the creature is uh, is doing his laps. He's really serious about his fitness. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually He's really training to be this. in the Phantom Zone Olympics. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember seeing a creature. Well, were they sacrificing Zorel to like Michael Phelps? Like, what was happening there? <laughs> I don't know. I will have to go back and rewatch that because uh, I guess uh, after they said Allura b- built a Phantom Zone, I just checked out. I was like, mm, I don't know that that's right. <laughs> I try. I tried finding that. To be honest, I looked at the Airverse wiki. I looked in my Google Docs. I um, did some uh, checking around with other people, including Ange of Supergirl comic book uh, a comic box commentary, and he was like, "I'm sorry, what?" And so I was like, oh, Ange doesn't know that either. So <laughs> I, I take great comfort in it. If Ange doesn't know it, I feel better about my life. Um, so that is um, that is the thing that made me feel better is that Ange didn't know it either. So, um, yeah. So do you have any uh, other thoughts about the Phantom Zone before we move on to, I guess, the actual A plot of the episode? <laughs> I am. I am looking forward to the uh, like the prison break phantom zone situation with Kara and everybody where they're they're trying to get out now maybe like Kara's like inking the plans on her body as we speak (laughs) (laughs) it is just so strange I guess they could justify it as uh this is post-crisis and uh you know maybe in this in this iteration of the story Allura built the phantom zone yeah it's the shadow lake and the creature doesn't eat until it laps a lake 11 times uh, so that's uh, those are the rules there. So uh, I'm glad that the, uh, the Shadow Lake creature uh, really took that seriously uh, <laughs> so they could have uh, enough time. Um, OK, so uh, hopefully we'll get more Phantom Zone uh, in the next uh, episode. It's it sort of seemed like the trailer. I don't know if you saw the trailer, Morgan, but it, it sort of seemed like they were getting out of the Phantom Zone next week. And if that happens. Oh, serenity now. <laughs> I will be very upset uh, because if they're not even going to like make an attempt to make this a long, I mean, I know some people are like frustrated with the Phantom Zone. Like, oh, I want her to get back and be with her family. I don't. I want her to have a story. I want her to struggle. I want her to find the Supergirl within herself and get <laughs> just, out of there. I just want there to be an interesting story in the Phantom Zone before they piece out of the Phantom Zone. Like, I don't yeah. care what it is, but I don't feel like what we've gotten so far is a coherent story. Like, I don't think that she's coming out of the Phantom Zone any different than she went back in. And now that's, no. that's like the whole point of doing something like this for a character is like there to be character progression. And like, she's just going to be like, oh, that was that was a weird couple days. So right. let's let's just check back on Rebecca next week. If, if she gets out of the Phantom Zone in episode four, I'm going to be it's it's going to be rough is all I'm saying. So um, anyway, uh, so the A storyline, I think we d- deemed was the Phantoms. Uh, so what did you think about Silas being turned into a Phantom this week after the Super Friends guilted in guilted him into helping them out? I feel really bad for Silas. I feel like he got the raw end of the deal. They were like, hey, he's like, hey, I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying not to kill people and have my dinner. And they're like, (laughs) okay, sir. uh, But before you have your dinner, you have to help us. Uh, You have to, you know, you have to face your trauma. Remember the worst thing that's ever happened to you? Think about that. (laughs) 
uh, we're going to make you build an app for us. Uh, <laughs> you now you're a developer. I hope you like that. And then we're going to yell at you when it doesn't work perfectly. And then finally, we're going to uh, let a phantom escape and then take you over and then try to save you, but like not that hard. And then you're going to turn into a phantom. I'm like, I feel like Silas, um, Silas, what, if he ever gets back, if he ever does, Silas needs to be calling a lawyer. Like that wasn't that wasn't right what they did to him. I I really think they are crappy human beings for what they've <laughs> done to him because he did not ask for any of this, and now he's been turned into this creature that is Wait, probably going and around all his people. roommates. I I yes. have to say one of the most depressing lines is I have three roommates. <laughs> <laughs> like what is going on with the national city real estate market that like a grown man would have to have three roommates? Well, and uh, do they know about his vampiric activities? Is the I See, mean, so in my mind, are so they this, all from Transylvania? Well, no, no. So in my <laughs> mind, and and feel free to use this head cannon. But in my <laughs> mind, his his roommates are a werewolf and a ghost. <gasps> yes, it's being human. <laughs> yes, although there would have to be one more though. Uh, I don't know uh, what the kind second of... werewolf. He had a girlfriend <laughs> yeah, in yes, that show. Yes. And they get married and Rebecca exactly. cried about it. Um, so, so yes, no, I, I like that headcanon. I'm going to stick with that. Uh, the other question I had about Silas being turned into a phantom is why did that need to happen to Magan too? Because the whole, it seemed like the whole thing about Magan being attacked was, or at least it seemed like the episode was trying to make an example out of what would happen if a phantom attacked somebody, what would that look like? What would they do? We already got the example of it with Silas. So why did you also need to have, like, just writing-wise, why would you also have to do it with Magan, too? It, it sounds terrible, but I feel like they had to be like, okay, and now it's someone we care about. <laughs> and it's like, listen, listen. The super friends are awful people. Silas has been through a lot, okay? Could you, <laughs> could you respect him? Could you respect his journey? <laughs> He's so sick of you people. <laughs> I mean, I did feel something when Magan got attacked. I was very upset about it. Uh, and I which, think it gave it gave John uh Jean like a storyline, kind of a something to tie into like everybody kind of dealing with their grief and their trauma in different ways and like Alex kind of embracing it and just being really depressed and then John being like no 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 we're gonna turn it around let's not feel things let's just like go forward and which was uh, the opposite of last week's advice I, I, so so they said last week be more like a soldier get into your training and then this week they were like no we're not doing that anymore and it's like what uh so I guess part of my problem with some of these things, especially on the Earth storylines, is I'm not really buying them being upset so fast. I mean, how how long has Kara been gone? Two days? Well, I think like, I think have they need... really have they earned like Alex being so depressed that she's looking at the legacy download and she's like giving up on life? Have they really earned that in like two days? Well, I think that one of the problems is that we have no idea how much time has gone by. So it might be two days. It could be two weeks and we just don't really know. Uh, so I think like just letting the audience know, like how much time is passing would be really helpful here. And I know that like last week, the whole story was supposed to be about like, here's this way to get her out of the phantom zone. And then it doesn't work. And now Alex has to feel like, 
address the fact that like, it's not going to be that easy to get her out. Maybe I'll never be able to get her out. And so I get that from that perspective, but you're right. Like the last week was all about like, okay, we got to just, you know, we got to stiff up or lip it and we have to like do it for Cara. And this week it, everybody's like, Oh my God, I'm melting down. Um, <laughs> but how much time has even passed between those two episodes? I don't know. Well, D- Donna is, I-, I guess a little bit uh, pushing back against me saying it was two days. How do we know it's even been two days? We don't. That's just my guess. Uh, I have no idea how long it's been. And I, I guess part of my problem with the um, the the people back on Earth, because I think there is a good story that they could tell there of like, what is their world without Supergirl? How does that affect them if Kara is missing and apart from them? But A, I don't feel like they've earned that with some characters. Like with Lena, I sort of get it. And with Alex, I sort of get it. But when Brainy was like, I really miss her. And I was like, why you never spend time <laughs> you never spend time with Kara when was the when was the last scene Brainy and Kara had a moment together the no I agree career? I don't even remember I agree I thought like boy this would be a, a moving scene if they had any kind of like on-screen relationship of any kind <laughs> I mean I know in the future he he really looked up to her and so he's probably studied Supergirl a lot but I don't I don't feel like some of those interactions and those reactions to car being gone were earned. And um, so I just, I had a second point to that and I cannot remember what it was, but I, I guess it really just boils down to the fact that I, I I'm having trouble dealing with that because it, Oh, I know what my second point was. So the first point was, I don't feel like some of these reactions are earned. The second one is, I think if you're going to tell this, like the world without Supergirl, you need to show like them failing all the time. Like, Supergirl has to be so important that like her being taken out of the story should make everything fall apart. And like they they had some phantoms go around, but you know they they took care of them. They, you know Lena got him into a containment cell, and maybe one got away, but they were kind of they were doing all right. They saved McGon. So like, what what's the pur- purpose of having Supergirl if they're kind of managing? So I, I don't know that I, I, I buy that part of it either. I mean, they're kind of managing. They did turn Silas and all of his roommates into <laughs> phantoms. But I mean, they, there's that. How much do they care about that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Silas is going to, like, write a tell-all book if he ever gets out of this. <laughs> oh, he should. He absolutely should. And he should call all of them out by name. Um, it yeah. should be called, like, Super Friends, more like Super Enemies, the Silas story. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm into it. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just having trouble with some, like, I, I think the Alex portion of it, I think I bought a little more. But uh, some of it I, I struggled with. So Lindsay says in the chat, Kelly says she was in despair yesterday about Obsidian in Tuesday in in the last episode, episode three. So I'm guessing yesterday would have been the day after the finale. So it makes me think it's only been two days. So maybe I'm right. Aha! Uh, it, it, I have to assume oh, and she said right, that doesn't happen very much. <laughs> she said, and by finale, I mean season six premiere. Listen, um, potato, potato at yeah. this point. No, of course. <laughs> yeah, um... So it it just seems like it's been so like have they just melted down so fast after two days they couldn't hold it together? Um, I don't know. I have a hard time buying that. Is so I feel like reaction. I feel like I buy that Alex would be melting down, but everybody like everybody is melting down in this episode. Uh, and I don't know that I buy that everybody would be melting down to this extent. Listen, Alex, definitely, because that's Car, that's her sister. And Lena, definitely, B, 
because that's Kara, um, her best friend, but also Lena, God love her, is not an emotionally stable kind of person. <laughs> so like, you know, you 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 tilt her boat a little bit and it's going underwater. So, <laughs> she's putting on that leather jacket. She Yeah, she's putting on that murdering jacket and it's time to go. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, as uh, as Ozzy Tesfai uh, said, you know, Lena's the one who needs therapy the most. Uh, mm-hmm. So I buy Lena and like even Lena's in this episode is like, you know, she she comes to the, her I choose me. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I revelation. Do you, but, I, I, but I love me more whatever she says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she she ends up in a strangely healthy place for Lena Luther. But uh, yeah, so I buy those two melting down. Everybody else melting down. is It does seem a little premature. I mean, I guess with. I, I sort of think that Bernie's meltdown was more about how mad he was at Lex than him missing Supergirl. I, you know what? I do agree with that. I do agree. I think a, a lot of it was the Lex resentment versus, you know, missing Supergirl so much. I, I just feel like giving a timeline for the audience is really helpful. Just <laughs> is it two days later? Is it two weeks later? Is it two months later? Like we don't we just don't know. We don't know. (laughs) I mean, uh, presumably it's far enough later so that Lex Luthor was arrested um, and stood trial, (laughs) got through the trial and is now trying to take back his company. And yet, so it's, it's been enough time for all that to happen. And yet we realistically think it could have been two days. And so (laughs) what does that tell you about what is happening on this show? Well, Lex Luthor is a promise to speedy trial, right? According I, to the Constitution. I mean, yeah, like, they're they're for once for once they are taking that seriously. They're like, <laughs> be, don't worry, sir, you'll be in trial tomorrow. Maybe that's why Lex didn't have he had to represent himself. He just couldn't find a lawyer that fast. <laughs> it's like I guess I'm just doing this. I now. guess it's me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I guess. I think the idea of what they're doing is good. I just don't know that I'm uh, the, the way it's going about, because I don't want to say the execution of it. Cause I really don't like it when people do that. Cause usually when they say, oh, but it was the, uh, the problem was the execution. Don't know what they're talking about. So um, I think that the, I think the best way for me to put my reaction to these is just to say, it doesn't feel earned. I don't feel like the reactions are earned for some of these things. Um, and even with the the whole like Kelly being uh, in despair over Obsidian, I was <laughs> that, like, when? Can when I just that say happen? that was my biggest laugh of the episode <laughs> because I was like, wait, what? You can't. <laughs> it's like, I, I just don't. Did they cut that scene, too? Or they, they had just to admit in that Alex Kelly scene they cut. <laughs> they just committed to cutting all of character Kelly's uh, like character arc and and motivations. <laughs> yeah, that had to have been something that was supposed to be in last week's episode and wasn't. So she's like, I, as you know, I was in despair about Obsidian. I was like, you were <laughs> when you you handle your despair like remarkably well. <laughs> So it was very, very strange on some of these these reactions. I, I think the idea of it is good. I just I, I don't think that I'm seeing it as the story tellers, I think, wanted to play out. Um, uh, so I guess uh, do, do we have anything else we want to talk about with the, the phantoms? Um, I guess we, we did learn about the phantoms and what they are. Uh, we did, yeah. This was a little different. Uh, so I, just I was going to ask out. you, has, have you ever seen 
this interpretation of the phantoms before either in live action or in you know uh, animated or in the comics uh, this all seemed very new to me like very new for this show's interpretation i think it's because they've completely made it up uh is what <laughs> is what i think uh, and somebody can correct me if i'm wrong but it looks like this explanation is is brand new um, yeah it seemed that way to me too but i wasn't sure i'm not like an expert well, they say that the phantoms were originally known as Zulian Malatarian. Had to put the Mal in there because they're bad. Um, they are from a dark planet outside of the Rao system, which I didn't know was a system. Uh, I guess uh, they just uh, like naming things after their sun gods. Uh, they forced they were forced to flee and were seeking a new planet to repopulate. But their method of populating is to infect the planet's existing inhabitants by turning them into soulless, hive-minded minions. And they were so successful in doing this until the Kryptonians imprisoned them in the Phantom Zone. And in the Phantom Zone, they were unable to multiply. So I guess they just became prison guards, which is a little strange. Like if they were inside the Phantom Zone to be prisoners, then they just became the guards. How does that work? Yeah, like I don't. Again, I have to say this whole thing kind of feels like they wanted to do Harry, they wanted to do Dementors. They were like, oh, they even had the cold weather when they came in. Right? They were like, listen, it's, it's so cold. It's so cold. Yeah, oh my God. Exactly am I happens. cold? Uh, <laughs> oh, it's so cold. Uh, but no, uh, it, it feels very much like somebody had just watched prisoner of Azkaban and we're like, you know, what's dope. Film. You know, what's dope Dementors, you know, what we should put in the Phantom Zone. What if we get some Dementors and somebody was like, hi, sorry, just me in the back of the room. Um, <laughs> should we have some explanation for why there are Dementors in the Phantom Zone? They're like, yeah, let's just think of something weird. Um, and that's, I feel like, what we got. Like, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I think if you think about it too long, it doesn't really hang together. So you just kind of got to go with it. Did, did they get cold in the Phantom Zone when they were around the Phantoms? I think so. I feel like they did. I don't have to go back and watch that. Um, but it was, I mean, if they hadn't done like the cold weather with like the eyes coming up on the stuff, that's, that's, that is prisoner. Wrestling. I also thought that it was really funny that like when people turned into the phantoms, they just kind of look like the white walkers from game of Thrones. <laughs> I think they, I think the writers and Supergirl have been spending their time doing what most of us have during quarantine, just binging TV shows and movies, <laughs> <laughs> but they're, but they're just kind of like liberally sprinkling, sprinkling it into the show. They're like, Ooh, game of Thrones is wild, man. Like let's get them for the phantoms. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, every writer, uh, you know, gets inspiration from somewhere. Exactly. Uh, so it'll be uh, lots of Harry Potter viewing. Um, but okay, so Leslie does say you could see Kara's breath with the, when the Phantoms came around here. So at least they're consistent about the cold. So that's good. Uh, so uh, I'll have to go back and check that out. So the, yeah, the, uh, the Phantoms, I think, were at least a little bit scarier to me in this episode. There were, you know, a couple of shots where like, the the kind of the camera would be a little jerky and so it would make them look scarier when they were kind of fast and they would you know rawr. so uh there were some things about that that i think made them very threatening um but they they seem to be contained pretty easily lena was like hey you know i just i got these containment cells 
<laughs> right now because I haven't really doing, been doing and catching some bad aliens lately. So, I mean, I've got some room in my containment cells. So, uh, it where, was kind of, where were those containment cells, by no the way? Yeah. Okay. No I, I just wanted to make sure that I was uh, just that it wasn't just me not following that. Like, were those were those in the new um, superhero hangout spot? The tower? Yeah, the ta- they just have containment cells in the tower. I, I just sort of, well, they did in like the middle of the room, which was actually kind of cool. They had a yeah. thing that like could go up and down in like a little secret compartment that would like open up and they could, you know, push them down into the floor. That was actually pretty cool. But I just sort of interpreted it as Lena just, she had some containment cells just like hanging out of her house. That's <laughs> just where she puts stuff. So that's just that, kind of what I an, thought. That would be the best, I think. Well, because it, it, it did make me question like, who is bankrolling this new superhero hideout? Do we know? Like, did they ever explain that? Because they have some, like, pretty swanky stuff in there. Well, uh, I only think um, Kara and Nia are the only ones with jobs. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, and and Lena, I, I guess Lena still still has some money somewhere. Um, and Jean's been around for, like, 300 years. So maybe he's just really been saving up. Maybe he's been investing well. He's like, (laughs) you know what? Back in the 80s, I invested in Apple and I just didn't know, but it's been great. (laughs) You know what? It's funny. I'll have to show it to you sometime. There's an old article we found. uh, My, I guess my dad had kept it around, but uh, so quick story. This is kind of related to Apple, but my aunt and uncle used to be into computers. Like they would make computers and they were like starting up a computer business or whatever. And they had apparently gone to some, um, computer convention or something back in like, I don't know, it was the 70s, 80s, something like that. And they were next to uh, Steve Jobs. And there's an article that says something about how the Johnsons didn't want to have anything to do with Apple. And I was like, no, <laughs> you could have been rich. It's <laughs> like, it's just kind of, it's just kind of funny how like the article makes a point to say that my aunt and uncle were like, no, not, not do anything with Apple. Um, but so it, it's just a funny story. It made me laugh for like 20 minutes the time I read it. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know about the, uh, the tower, but it does seem like they've, uh, been able to expand it. There's a lot of rooms in the tower. They have uh, the tower. They have medical equipment. Uh, yeah, Rachel says the it's like a, equipment was like was was where I went. Wait, what? They have what? <laughs> I guess maybe like the thing that Alex has. Maybe they can just touch it and it appears. Um, they snap. They snap. They, not on this show. Never on this show. But <laughs> and I mean, it appears. Imps, imps snap. But that's true. Th- those are the only ones. Um, New Rachel says it's kind of like a sci-fi room of requirement. Which is kind of like uh, Harry Potter. Hey, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> so we're really just digging uh, into the Harry Potter mythology. Which you know what? I, I don't even hate it. Like I think I'm, it's, fi- I'm fine with I it. Think it's, it's cool. Let's, I'm let's in, do I'm it. Into let's it. do it. <laughs> there's there's not as many owls as maybe there could be. I can, I can maybe use some more owls. I mean, in, if we're gonna go show. full Harry Potter, I mean, mm-hmm. at least at least give us some pet owls. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm into that. Um, okay, so uh, was there anything else you wanted to talk about with um, Alex or the McGon portion? Um, huh, that's that's interesting. I, I will say for Alex's storyline, I thought it was pretty well done. I thought that the scene with her and John talking about how they're like both dealing with their, you know, their emotions and uh, about missing Kara 
was really well done and how I think Kyler did a great job in this episode, just um, seeming really sad the whole time, just really depressed. Uh, although it does make me laugh that like on television, when, when, when a woman's really depressed, you know, because she's not wearing a lot of makeup. And, and she's got baggy clothes on usually exactly. like sweatpants or something. I was like, oh, oh, Alex is sad because she doesn't have any eye makeup on. And that's how <laughs> I know for sure. Because <laughs> because they have to distinguish now because she's got all that eyeshadow on as Sentinel. So when, when really... she's when she's Sentinel, she's always happy. You can tell. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I thought that that scene at the end where she's talking to Kelly and she asks Kelly to move in with her. I thought that was that scene was good for both Alex and Kelly. I liked Kelly being uh, being kind of like, I, you know, I didn't do anything like I, I tried to help and I couldn't help because she tried to hit the the phantom with that um, that pole and it immediately froze and hurt her hands. And it's almost like she needs a shield. Almost like what if she was a guardian? <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was, I, you know, I, I saw the I saw the direct correlation from the earlier scene to the scene. I, and I, I'm sad to say like, this is a thing that I'm now impressed by, but like there was build up. you know, it's not, it's not having Kelly go. Remember when I was so depressed about obsidian and you're like, no, I did that happen on this show. Um, and, and it didn't. And that's why we don't remember it. But at least here I was like, I remember that scene you're talking about. I watched it with my eyes and now you're referencing it later. And for Kelly, unfortunately, that is kind of the best character development I can remember in ages for her. So I, I liked that scene. And I also really liked the scene when Alex asks her to move in with her. And I thought it was really well done and like really well played. It was like one of my favorite scenes of the of the episode. And I just kept thinking, like, this scene is so good. Why don't they ever want to write Alex and Kelly stories? Like, why is this relationship so underwritten like look at that like this is a good performance this is a good scene we could have more of those <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i thought they did a, a great job and uh i think i've really started to warm up to ozzy Tespa. i think she's really winning me, me over as an actress i think she's done a really good job even though she doesn't get a lot i think um her, the way she's been able to show the the empathy that kelly has for other people and i i like the idea that there's a character and I know that she's probably not going to just be the human character forever. They're no, gonna, no, you can't have that. <laughs> they're they're going to make her a superhero, um, which if they should, she needs to have some a news gal legion uh, uh, members of her team. Uh, so she needs a little team of her own. But we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Uh, well, I, I feel like we have that baked in, right? Because the news gal legion could just be all the CatCo interns. That yes. She <laughs> yes, it's right there. It's right she, like, there. She bumps into the CatCo in interns and they're like all mad about something. And she's like, well, what if you you all got together and we all worked as a team? <laughs> Have you wanted to ever fight for justice? Well, now you can. They start um, rolling up the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I always imagine them in like little newsboy hats, yes. but it's like West Side Story and they're like smacking the magazine into their hand <laughs> instead of snapping. But I say all that to say, like, I liked the uh, Kelly's ability to be able to help people without having to be a superhero. She could just be a good friend. She could be a good girlfriend. She could be all these things just by listening to people and being there for people. She didn't have to have a shield. She probably needed one because she did hurt her hands. 
but uh, but I thought that that was nice that there was a character on the show who, who actually did something for somebody else and didn't have to have a superpower. That was really nice. But I was also confused about um, the fact that Kelly wasn't already living there because like Alex walked in and Kelly was there. <laughs> I was like, is she just she's not living there but she's just it's hanging funny. out at the apartment like i guess <laughs> funny I, you okay. say that because somebody in the chat said kelly is always there when alex arrives i thought she already lived there same uh, here i was confused i was like wait what, what i was i was also kind of surprised i was like oh they're not already living together and it's funny i was watching with mike i guess we and mike, missed that scene i was watching with mike <laughs> and mike was like isn't that a little fast and i was like is it how long have they been dating? And we both <laughs> stared at each other. And I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, how long, how long in the timeline of the show have Alex and Kelly been dating? A, has it been a year? Is it a couple months? Did they meet yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That is a good, good question. Uh, but yeah, so I, I did think that the scenes that we saw of them this week uh, were good, um, <laughs> which is a shame that we didn't see more of them last week. Um, so I did think when, when I do have problems with the not feeling earned thing, I think the Kelly and Alex stuff, at least for the most part, I feel like that relationship is earned and those re those reactions are earned. I um, agree. Yeah, I, I wish they would write more for that relationship. Um, but I do feel like it, it. Yeah, exactly. We've seen sort of the progression of their relationship, even if it's kind of feels like it's a lot of the times on the sidelines. But uh case in point last week but <laughs> but if they write good material like these actresses can knock it out of the park yeah, so i'm always great. just kind of like why aren't you giving them anything they'll <laughs> they'll do it look at them <laughs> that's, that's what i think about melissa benoist all the time uh now <sighs> rachel points out that william and lena aren't superheroes either um so this brings me to a point um andrea was not in this episode william wasn't in this episode and nia wasn't in this episode and my question is, why, if they're not needed, like, I think Dreamer has a, a connection to Brainy and she's a superhero. So I get like, I just, I'm consistently confused as to why Andrea and Le and William are still around. Um, yeah. Because this is now like the, is it the second, what, what did William, all he did last week and last week's episode was watch TV, right? Was that watched, last week? Yeah, he watched TV and he got real mad. He was and, like, mm. and, and this week <laughs> he was completely absent. Not and there at all. No. Presumably he's supposed to be Kara's love interest when she comes out of the Phantom Zone. I don't buy it. <laughs> and, and, he, and he's it just it just it just stuck out to me that like these characters, like the, the show kind of continued on and I don't know. I guess some of those those cat co characters, you kind of had to keep them out of this story, which also brings me. I have a lot of thoughts about this episode. Morgan. I'm very sorry. <laughs> That's I, okay. That's okay. I feel, I feel like I'm talking too much. Um, but um, oh my gosh! And now I may have lost my thought. Oh, I know what it was. I have so many thoughts. I can't keep track of them. Um, but I think m maybe also why I'm struggling with some of this stuff with the phantoms and the stuff on Earth is that nobody's really being affected by it except the super friends. And I don't know if that's a COVID thing. Like maybe they can't have like national city citizen extras around. Oh, no, maybe. But they it's could like put a, they could put them all on video screens, like for the trial. <laughs> <laughs> but it just seems like I mean, I guess they showed the um, the hospital being attacked, but it just kind of I don't know. It's it felt like to me that everything was happening in the tower and everything else except for the hospital thing was kind of not connected. 
So I guess that's also kind of why I'm struggling with it. Well, I think that we also, we don't have the, the sense of like, again, how much time has passed because if a lot of time has passed and maybe it has, and maybe it hasn't like have the people of national city noticed that Supergirl's not around you would now, think listen, that they would. If only they two had a days. whole cult about Supergirl. Right? Now, like, if only two days have passed, I get it. Like, you know, sometimes you don't see, you don't talk to your friend for a little while, and you're like, they're still not in a phantom zone. But <laughs> if it's been way longer, which maybe it has, maybe it hasn't, like, hasn't anybody noticed, like, hey, where's Su- Supergirl hasn't been? A- Dreamer is doing a lot of the work around here in National <laughs> City. Doesn't she ever get tired of using her nebulous dream powers to save well, us and, all? And how much of that is she actually able to do? She's on some kind of CatCo retreat uh, that she couldn't <laughs> talk her way out of because she actually had to go to work for something. She must have been so mad. <laughs> She's like, oh, I have to go to work. Um, so, yeah, that it is strange that they're not kind of showing, like, that part of the world without Supergirl, like how is it affecting the average? And I guess, you know, I mean, I guess that's asking a lot, like how, how many minutes do you actually have in each episode? You know, you can't show everything. Um, But yeah, so that's, and maybe they'll get there. Maybe they'll eventually show like them trying to struggle. Cause they did say something about how Magan was going to go out on patrol. But I think that that would be really interesting if like Magan had to, be Supergirl to kind of keep Which, up the act. Speaking of, we have a comment in the chat that says maybe Jean or Magan sh- uh, shapeshifts into Supergirl to keep up appearances. I, I mean, I would like to see that. I mean, I feel like because you know like, Jean always does such a terrible job. <laughs> He's always like, "It's me, Supergirl." <laughs> Hello, citizens of National City. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I wish we could see that, but maybe we're just supposed to assume that that's what's happening. So it, it does sound like they're at least on somewhat on patrol. Um, but is that to keep National City safe from other criminals, or is it just because they're looking for the phantoms? Are they? Yeah, exactly. Are they just looking for the phantoms? And I, I guess that goes hand in hand. You're making National City safe by protecting them from the phantoms. But anyway, so I, I just think there are some things that they're doing well and some things I think like they could do be doing more of, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Agreed. Um, okay. So are there any other plot points that we, uh, I, I guess we sort of hit on the Lena stuff, but what did you think about um, uh, the Lena Lex stuff? Cause they, they had a little bit more of a cat and mouse situation that also involved Brainy um, and Lex sort of, uh, he, he maybe went a little too far at the end there with, <laughs> with the hospital and the children. Um, uh, I so what that did was, you think about that? I thought that was brutal. I, I really liked, I kind of liked the cat and mouse uh, aspect of this episode where um, where Lena's like, okay, and then we're going to use all his money and donate it to charity. Take that, Lex. And then he's like, cool, I'll blow up children. She's like, whoa! <laughs> whoa! What is What did she think was going to happen? <laughs> Uh, even I was like, dude, what is wrong with you? Um, but I thought that that was kind of like this escalate, this never ending escalating match between um, Lex and Lena, I thought was really interesting. And like how Lena didn't even think that he would go that far. She's like, I I didn't think he was going to attack the children and that i guess that's on me that's my bad <laughs> he killed a whole courtroom full of people just to get out of jail i what did she what did she think was gonna happen 
He tried it's, to he tried to brainwash everybody into loving him. What did Lena? Come on, Lena. Lena. What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> she was like, I I guess I I was playing checkers, but Lex <laughs> was playing chess. But uh, but I did like the one of the things I did like in the end it, after she gives her I choose me speech, which was like, I was like, is Lena making a healthy choice? I don't, <laughs> what is this feeling I'm feeling? Are we, <laughs> Lena, are you okay? She even gave up the tiny boxes. Yeah. She was like, listen, Brainy, you remember that story I told you about repressing all your feelings uh, and never seeing them again. It turns out that um, when you do that you make a murder bot as a friend and you try to <laughs> you try to brainwash the world into being nicer because you are projecting your issues out onto the world <laughs> and it turns out that none of that is healthy i know because kelly sat me down and said none of that is healthy and i said <laughs> it feels healthy and she said it shouldn't uh, <laughs> but i did i i really liked all the all the lena and brainy stuff i thought in this season in this season but in this episode uh i thought was really good actually i i like when they uh put katie mcgraw and, and jesse rath and scenes together i think they play really well off of each other and having her go listen you know that advice i gave you it was bad it was really bad and it turns out like when you do that you freak out um and it doesn't go well and i think like paralleling lena and brainy in the last couple episodes have been has been really interesting these like very intelligent people who kind of get into their own heads and like try to push those kind of emotions away. Like, Oh, I don't, I don't need friends. But then like you make one friend and it's like, you're way too into that friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, and and, they also have the the parallels of kind of maybe doing some shady things in season five and maybe yeah, exactly. to, I, to I feel like, themselves I feel bit. like they bond it. Um, because they were like, oh, you, you did something shady? I did something shady. <laughs> shady bros. And then they high-fived. But I do I do like that, like, Lena, it seems like Lena has turned a corner. Lena, mm-hmm. Lena got right up to the edge of something last season. She looked down. She went, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, and then she slowly backed up. Um, but Brainy's still on that edge. Brainy's still, like, he's, like, dangling one foot over going, should we kill Lex? And it's like, <laughs> Lena's like, I don't. Listen, first off, tried it, um, didn't go my way. Uh, but I like that she's kind of learned from her experiences. And it doesn't feel like she's learned from her experiences in a way that's like, now she's like St. Lena and she's like, uh, oh, no, no, no. I'm so good now. I would never do Because like in the beginning of the episode, she's like picking fights with somebody she knows is very unstable <laughs> just because she's mad and she loves to be petty. And listen, <laughs> I love that about her. God bless. Uh, but but she does know towards the end of the episode, like, listen, I would love to kill him, but it didn't go so great the, the last time. I don't know that it's going to accomplish what we want to accomplish. And so, like, maybe maybe what I should do, and this is a thing I've never tried before, is just, like, letting it go <laughs> and, like, and like moving on with my, like, life. Uh, and, and I like that even in the scene with Lex, she's kind of like, I don't know how this is going to go. I've never tried letting it go. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's find out. Uh, and, and, and the uh, I love me more, it made me laugh so much because it's, like, you know, any, like, romantic love triangle uh that you watch and like the the person in the middle goes no 
I choose me. But like, (laughs) but like her choices were between, was like between like continuing to like try to kill her brother. (laughs) She's like, no, no, I choose, I choose me. I'm going to make a good choice for myself. And then when she walks out and Lex literally doesn't know what to do with that like he's like no no no. she'll she'll be back she'll be back she's gonna try to kill me again you just wait it's gonna be great like i i i do like that aspect that they've kind of brought to that sibling dynamic where like they hate each other but they kind of don't know what to do without the other one without trying to mess with the other one and so like even though lena's like i'm not gonna interfere with your plans anymore godspeed with all of your insane insanity go ahead he's like "Mm, but like what do i what do i do if you're not trying to mess with me like what reason do i have to blow stuff up then but do you think he's gonna stop doing his oh, absolutely bad things? Not. I mean, absolutely. he's still, he's still no matter gonna, what, he's still gonna do it. He's still gonna try to do his bad things. But I just thought it was so interesting, like how how much I think he enjoys that game with her, and I think he even says that to her, like, "Oh no, you can't give it up. You like it," and and I like that. There's kind of part of it, Lena, that's like, yeah, no, I, I like it. Like, I like it. It's just, it's turning out that escalating to blowing up children's hospitals is not where I wanted to go with this. I just thought we were going to be petty and try to embarrass each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Leslie says, I love that Brainy left $10 and change in Lex's account. Uh, I think he did have, <laughs> uh, was it $10 and 32 cents? Um, so yeah, so they did, they did leave him some money. So even though they did try to embarrass him, they, you know, they didn't leave, yeah, him, they didn't, completely they didn't broke. leave him high and dry there. They, yeah. gave him, they gave him enough for like a smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he, he, you know, he could, he could go get lunch. That's, that's fine. Um, yeah. So uh, what, I guess, uh, since we're, we're kind of uh, getting long here on the discussion, I guess, um, what, what are your overall thoughts about uh, Phantom Menaces, even though we didn't get any, um, uh, fancy clothes and an opera. What did you think about this episode? I mean, I was promised, I was <laughs> promised an opera and I, I was, it was not delivered and I am mad about that. <laughs> um, but overall, I think this was my favorite of the season six episodes. Again, season six thus far has been, uh, a mixed bag to say the least. Um, so it was a, it just kind of hopped over the, the bar set for it on the ground. Um, but I did think that there was, you know, there was a lot to like in this episode. I don't know that it all, you know, was the most compelling use of their time, but I'm hoping that the Phantom Zone stuff gets more interesting and more car focused. Uh, I thought the Lena and Brainy stuff was really good. I, I wish I knew how long she, car had been gone so that some of these reactions would make sense but i think that that alex's story at least made sense and the alex and kelly stuff was good and and john's and john's stuff with megan you know was interesting kind of move that forward so i feel like everything kind of connected together um they were kind of talking about emotions and grief and like how to deal and the different ways that people were dealing uh the power was only mentioned maybe once uh certainly they, well, not they, they just have to do it times. they just have to do that one time just to set the stage i know it <laughs> was like don't forget the season is about power um <laughs> but you know i thought that this was an enjoyable episode it was my favorite of the season so far i thought that it was a pretty solid you know a pretty solid episode 
Yeah, uh, I, I think that this, in all fairness, was probably the best episode they've done this season. Um, but I, I, I still find it lacking. I, it's weird when I went back and watched those episodes from the end of season three. I even hit. It's been a long time since I've watched some of those episodes, like not Kansas. I didn't want to ever watch that episode again because that's like <laughs> the, the gun control episodes. Oh, I'm like that one was shove rough. it away. But I like I, I watched the gun control stuff. I, of course, I, I skipped. But the Argo stuff was really good. And it just kind of uh, broke my heart a little bit because I was like, I haven't picked this up in a long time. Popped back into these Argo scenes and I'm so into it. I'm so plugged in. I, I care so much about what's going on. And I just kind of didn't with this episode. So I, I'm hoping that m the more we go through the season, I'll feel like there's momentum picking up and. Maybe I'll start to, I, I think it, I'm getting close with the fifth dimensional imps because I do like them and I do like the idea of Kara Supergirl working with them because she does have history with Mixie. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting to me, um, but it's it, it's been hard for me to get attached to what's happening so far. So I'm hoping that maybe some of that will pick up, I'm trying to have a little bit of an optimistic look at it, even though I have been really, to be honest, kind of bummed about the season so far. So um trying trying to uh you know keep an open mind that maybe it will pick up um in a few episodes all right well i guess uh since we've talked about the episode uh, <laughs> let's uh find out what our listeners had to say about phantom menaces so we have a tweet from at major underscore dork 13, who says, once again, Kara getting stuck in the Phantom Zone is proving to be a good opportunity for other characters to grow and move forward in their lives. While she seems to be enjoying her space adventure by meeting dead parents and making friends. No one wants to see her growth, said no one ever. Uh, <laughs> so it seems like this tweet is sort of maybe agreeing with me, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I think I'm so. Okay. All right. I, I agree. Major underscore dork 13. <laughs> at mark hbpwm uh, a username i always say uh, as if i've uh, encountered letters for the first time <laughs> uh says one i'm not sure at all i trust nixley i wasn't sure if she was reluctant to lose a new friend or actually scheming Two, I know they needed to give Lena something to do, but apparently not Nia. But I don't care about Lex, and I want him to leave now. Three, my personal hot take is that the strongest actor in the entire CW, bar none, is Kyler Lee. That is uh, a hot take. I think that's a hot take. I, I don't know that I would, like, fight you on it, though. I think it's it's probably... I, I, think, it's, I think it's a fair opinion. I, I think would, it's a fair opinion, I yeah. would maybe put Melissa Benoist above it, but, I mean, Kyler Lee is a, a good choice. Yeah. Uh, at Rachel Joy 23 said, my favorite episode so far and last episode was good, too. Really enjoyed Brainy continuing to be smart and especially the scene with him breaking down and admitting he missed Kara. At Patty Mello 20 said, is Lena poor now? How? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't imagine that she could be poor because like otherwise, what has she been doing with her money? Like how bad is she with her money that she could like leave the company and then just be poor? She's got investments somewhere. She's got to have investments. <laughs> what if she? What if she was like, "Oh no, Hope was taking care of that for me." And Hope, <laughs> Hope was like, "I actually was not." <laughs> Hope ran away with all of her money. Hope was like, "I bet it all on 
blockbuster. <laughs> Why would I invest in this? <laughs> um, so Patty Mello goes on to say, how are all of these people, Alex, Brady, Magan, John, Lena, going to live off Nia and Kara's salary, seeing that they're the only ones with a job? Kara's new friend seems nice, but there's something off about her. Lena was wearing jeans in the office. What? Um, <laughs> she I was. think that she was these casual are casual Lena. Uh, I think that these are all accurate uh, questions. I also want to say, if I was going to try to live off of my friend with a job, you know who I wouldn't choose? Somebody working in journalism. Uh, <laughs> not known typically for their, um, you know, robust salaries. Like, <laughs> honestly, it's a little unrealistic that Carr has the apartment she has on whatever she's making. So, yeah, I was, how do these, uh, I want to know, I just want to know the backstory on like what Jean has invested in in his time to like be able to just kind of uh, outfit that, um, that what's it called like the watchtower or the the tower the tower uh, i mean he's been around for some something like 300 years i'm sure he he might have some like gold bars in there i don't know like, <laughs> he's he like countered pirate ships or something I don't he know. like he just pulls out like a gold doubloon and he's like hold on <laughs> I've, I've got the upgrade but like i, I just be like, like harry potter when they go to the um uh green god's bank it all goes back to harry potter when we were watching that scene that's in your background, I was like, where did he get the where did he get the money for that purple uplighting for the stairs? Like what well, is he what is I he mean, doing? If, if you're gonna do it, at least have a little style. Have a little that's true. To it. <laughs> um at Electra WWF said the writers remembered Brainy's tech uh technopathy this season. Loved his emotional scene with Lena. Would have liked more Kara, but Melissa only started filming in January, so they're using her sparingly. Sweet dance and moments. More of that, please. Are we done with Lex yet? Let's move on. <laughs> uh at K uh, Kyle one said this was the best episode this season, a few clunky lines and overwrought performances, but most was great. The brainy and Lena stuff was good. Something we've never seen between them. The soul cleaving gobbledygook was nonsense, <laughs> but entertaining. Uh, <laughs> I loved ass kicking Alex, but it's nice to see some doubt and the humanity in her that helps make Carr the person she is. Lex is truly depraved. Katie McGraw continues to be a standout on this show, but I so don't care about Alex and Kelly. I feel like it's just an annoyance for the writers at this point that they have that they have to deal with it uh, here and there. Their last scene was nice, though. Maybe some hope for them. Why does it feel like Nixley isn't going to end up being who she says? Enough Phantom Zone. Time to move on. I think there is a point to uh, I feel like there's an annoyance for the writers at this point. Um, I mean, from what we understand about their choices, that does seem to be correct. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's that's a I don't think that's a crazy take is that the writers don't really care. And like every time that they have to write something, they're like, oh, because they cut a big scene from them for like just because they were like, no, nah, no, nah, Kelly, cool. <laughs> I also wanted to uh, that that tweet mentioned the soul cleaving gobbledygook. Um, <laughs> I know the show doesn't want to go there, but they talked about the soul, and I thought that that was that really opens up a, a can of worms if you talk about uh, someone's just in, in a theological philosophical sense. Like, how do they have a soul? Where does the soul go? Who put the soul in there? So it's like <laughs> if you mention that, it kind of for me anyway. I'm like. 
you're not going to dress any what, of that. But, what is a soul? <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought that was interesting that they've, they've acknowledged that, you know, the existence of souls in, in this universe. Yeah, that there was a lot of like, I was like, are they going to ever? Nope, they're not. <laughs> they won't. They uh, won't. At, at Willie Belcher uh, 6 says, don't know, giving up hope, too much drama. Which kind of sounds like a like a very beautiful haiku. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does have a little bit of a, you know, short and sweet, just getting to the point. I'm almost there, Willie Belcher Six. I'm I'm almost, but I like drama. So I don't I can't I can't have too much drama, but I'm 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 at the don't know part of that. Right <laughs> yes, I certainly am as well. Um <laughs> at Am underscore Grout said the wig they had Kara in for her goodbye hologram made her look like a bad Stevie Nicks cosplayer. <laughs> yeah, that wiggy wig keeps coming back. It keeps haunting my, my screen. What if, what if they just kind of like zoomed over and Kara was just like, time, what has become of me? <laughs> and she just starts spinning around. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be great. At, at Yoda76547 uh, said, what a great episode. Great acting by the cast. The dance and scenes. Chef's kiss. Lena, <laughs> Lena getting uh, finally getting free of Lex. Great action scenes. Uh, at DJ Writer said, it was the most balanced episode that the show has had in a long while. Great character moments, intense action, and some incredible performances. At Tone underscore Ring said, how will the burning of a hospital wing affect the national city real estate pricing? And what jobs do the gang actually have to pay for things, especially Lena, who just quit her job? Um, I, I do. I do. Listen, somebody mentioned on Twitter the other day, they were like, now that we have lawyers on this show uh, and science consultants, I want to see other experts come in and, you know, uh, kind of you know weigh in like therapists and real estate agents uh you know somebody in real estate and that is my dream if you listen to this <laughs> podcast and you are in real estate i would love to just hear your take on what you like what would the real estate prices in national city look like because on the one hand you know uh, it's a city it's a bustling city with culture on the other hand every may uh it is destroyed <laughs> almost in entirely and so i mean i feel like for a young family maybe you have to balance that out like mm. is he gonna with mm -hmm. my pros and cons pros and cons like good school system <laughs> <laughs> maybe gonna die around mid-may uh or maybe everybody just takes a vacation around mid-may they're like we gotta get out of we gotta get out of here like schools get out in march they don't even they don't even go to may they don't even go to may anymore they're like please leave the city um i would just love to know what the real estate price is the market hot there i don't know like please write in write, i assume with us. all with all the the danger i would assume it would be the prices would drop like you would think so. You they would think would want that, people like, to buy houses. So it you might think be easy that, to live there. You would think that people, but Silas was living with three roommates. <laughs> he was a struggling. man living with three <laughs> roommates. It, I mean, that's, that's dark. So I, I mean, the hospital blows up occasionally. It's not, it feels like kind of a dangerous place to live. So I, 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 I'd love to know what, what, what that real estate market looks like. Um, 
at Jenny underscore McFarlane said, Lena's character development was impeccable. John and Megan having a sweet moment while Alex watched. Alex and Brainy fighting side by side was beautiful. Car working with another fifth dimensional imp was iconic. And they actually put in Kelly and Alex scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting. Yes. Um, at SL Fricky said, my adoptive mother raised me as her own with kindness and compassion. And my sister, she taught me what it means to be human. And those are the only people who I had supporting me on earth when I first came here. Nobody else. What's that? <laughs> Jerry Miles? Never heard of him. Jerry Myers. Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Jera, I feel like his name was Jer something. Maybe it was just Jer. <laughs> <laughs> My good friend Jer. <laughs> he did. Jeremiah. He, did, like, he, he was the one uh, who created the glasses for her so that she, <laughs> she wouldn't have problems with her, her vision. Brutal. Oh, brutal. Yeah, so. I'd say Jeremiah never forget, but they've already forgotten. They've you. already forgotten. <laughs> At Walt658 said, conflicted on Nixley. My heart says she's telling the truth. My head and my years as a TV watcher says everything she said was a lie and she is manipulating Kari in order to escape. That would be very tropey, so I hope she's telling the truth. <laughs> At Kenny Crayley said, a much better episode of Supergirl. Great action, suspense, heart, and emotion. Supergirl is not going to give up and will find her way back home. Poor Alex. She misses her sister, and I feel for her. Enough of Lex Luthor already. He's so evil. Now the final season is finally starting to pick up. I did wonder with Alex, uh, because when she's uh, watching the the Legacy download, she's watching it on her couch at home. And I wondered if I was reading into it uh, about the couch. Because if she was missing Kara... Wouldn't, wouldn't she go to Kara's apartment and sit on that couch and watch the legacy down? Like, that's what I would do if I was her sister and like I was missing her. And I probably have a key to her apartment because usually like, if yeah. family, you probably have a key. I don't know. If I was writing that scene, I'd probably have her go there. But then how would Kelly show up? Kelly just has a key to everybody's apartment. <laughs> like, like Lena goes home at night and she's like, <laughs> she walks in the door. She's about to go like make dinner. And Kelly's like, hello, <laughs> do you need, do you need to talk? Like, like what if Kelly is just like a, like a home therapist system <laughs> for all the characters. And like, sometimes they come in after a long day, they're exhausted. They turn on the light. Kelly's just sitting in a corner and she's like, tell me about how that made you feel. <laughs> and this is, and this would explain why Lena is suddenly so well balanced because <laughs> Kelly has just been popping up like a ghost in her house to give her therapy. <laughs> Didn't didn't Brainy pop into Lena's office? He was like hologram multitasking yes. or something. She can do that at everybody's apartment. Just show up. <laughs> Brainy has given her the technology to be able to <laughs> <laughs> therapy sessions at any time. Uh, yeah. So I just I thought if it was me, I would have put Alex on the the Danvers couch at Kara's apartment. I I thought that would been be more fitting, but I guess it makes sense. Uh, if you're going to have a scene with Alex and <laughs> Kelly, because uh, 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 Kelly is not um, multitasking through holograms just yet. All right. So we have an email from Erica who writes, quote, so happy this episode was better than last week. Love the Kelly and Alex scenes. We finally got some emotional stuff from them. Brainy and Lena were amazing. They were great at portraying their emotions of hatred and murder. With that, <laughs> I do have some questions. So here are Erica's questions. Okay. Is Silas dead? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't either. I, I hope not for his sake, for the mm. sake of his three roommates. <laughs> uh, 
if they don't bring Silas back a hundred percent okay, I'm gonna be very upset with the super friends. That yeah, is because really it's it's so so totally not cool. <laughs> it's not cool <laughs> at all. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say I don't know. I think I think we are both at an I don't know, we hope not. Uh, the next question is, is Nixley related to Mixie? Do you get that sense, Morgan? Um, no, that's not the sense I got. I just got the sense that she knew him. Yes, uh, that's how I took it as well. She did mention a brother, though. So. Oh. oh. I don't know. Twist. Yeah. It, it, but doesn't she say, didn't she say her father killed her brother? Yeah. But, or, I mean, or she, did he? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> be making that up. We don't know. So I, I think uh, my, my answer to that is uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my initial thought was no, but she did mention having a brother. So who knows? Um, okay. So the next question is, is Lena going to couch surf now or stay at the tower? I mean, Lena quit her job. She didn't quit like living in a place, did she? Was she living in the office? She had an apartment. Yeah, but was it was like in the building, right? It wasn't like in the office, was it? Was it? No, I don't think it was. <laughs> I don't think it was in her office. I think she had an apartment somewhere else. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't know. Like it's she quit the job. I don't know that she necessarily has to like move out immediately. Although in this show, it's possible that like Lex owns her building and will evict her. <laughs> uh, and in which case, she can do what all great characters in Supergirl do and move on under a desk. Yeah, just sleep under the desk. I'm sure they have a desk at the tower. Listen, you can just bunk under. Cat Co's mad chill. Just she she knows Andrea. She can just go and live <laughs> under a desk there. <laughs> can you imagine her going to visit Andrea and be like, "Hey, I just wanted to ask you, um, is anybody using the desk at night? It's like, would it be, would it be okay if I just kind of pulled my pillow under? <laughs> hey, that 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 desk over in the corner. Uh, that that looks like a great a great situation. Like, <laughs> what's the rent on that baby? And Andrea was like, "There's no. It's a desk. There's no rent." Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Lena, like the, like Andrea the comes in the next morning. <laughs> Lena, Lena's like, listen, I, I dated the former uh, the former head of CatCo, and I know for a fact that these desks are tricked out, okay? So don't try to think you can get one over on me. <laughs> Andrea shows up the next morning. Lena's just in her PJs. Uh, just drinking a cup of coffee. Okay, so the last question is, and finally, how are they paying for everyday expenses if, if, expenses if no one is technically employed except Nia? So a lot of people had questions about <laughs> employment and jobs. Uh, all good questions. Um, and Erica also says, hopefully the rest of the season stays cohesive and they give Kara some well-deserved storyline. I agree with that. Let's hope for the best. Um, so Miriam wrote in to say, I know the show gets a lot of flack in terms of consistency and dropping plot lines left and right, but can we give the writers a shout out for their commitment to the ridiculous real estate market in National City? How <laughs> we can, how on earth can P.I. Jean afford that space? that space with what looks like a very deep sub basement we've seen the guy take like one case <laughs> Did, <laughs> it's true he's Did not Car making money by being a pi <laughs> yeah mean meanwhile poor silas i hate to keep harping on this is a grown man living with three roommates <laughs> and john has taken one case and he has like the biggest <laughs> 
<laughs> the biggest office of all time. Um, so Miriam goes on to say, did Kara mention that Alora has a back door to the Phantom Zone? Couldn't the super friends just contact her for help? And come to think of it, has anyone told Eliza that Kara's been zapped into space prison yet? Okay, this is a huge issue. They know Alora exists, don't they? They do. Don't they know, like, Alex has to know that she was an adjudicator that sent people to the Phantom Zone. Why wouldn't they, and they have portals, it's not like they can't go somewhere. Why well, haven't they contacted Alora? And also, in this very episode, as, as you'll remember, it turns out that Alora designed the Phantom she Zone. Built it with her she, own two hands. She went out back with a couple of two-by-fours, and she, <laughs> made, she made that thing. She made it strong. Uh, so, like, it I don't know. Like, did I feel like Cara and Alex are the kind of sisters who, you know, talk about her life. And she's like, oh, hey, you know, it was really wild when my mom made this prison uh, for Dementors. And <laughs> and you would think that maybe like that would would like Alex would go, hey, you know, I bet who might know something about the a Dementor prison would be Cara's mom, the person who either made it or at least sent a lot of people there. But I mean, Alora doesn't exist anymore because they forgot about her. Definitely, <laughs> they, they contacted uh, they contacted Malefic to ask him about the Phantom Zone. Why didn't they contact the Kryptonian uh, still existing uh, to talk about the Kryptonian prison? Because they they know it's the Phantom Zone. Literally, like anybody from Krypton, you think like anybody on Argo would be maybe useful in this scenario. I mean, I know they can't contact Superman because. Established. He's, it's he's a different world. It's, he's busy. He's busy. He's got kids now. <laughs> he didn't have time to deal with the it, t- it takes a village, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, <laughs> he he can't right now. He can't come to the phone right now. But like you could at least give a call to Argo. Like what's, what's her best friend doing? What's going on with the gazebo? It can't be that pressing. <laughs> oh man, that is such a good question i don't even think the show has thought about the answer to but that would solve a lot of problems i think if they just <laughs> called Alora, that is a wild so they should do that <laughs> all right well ryan sent us an email writing quote i was so pleasantly surprised with this episode it's what i've been waiting for from supergirl for so long we had so many good character moments the writers actually remembered that these are people the audience cares about from Alex grieving in a similar way that she did for her dad, shutting herself off from the outside world. She did do that. Uh, it was short-lived, but she did do that. To Jean throwing it back to how he acted in season one when he lost his whole race and becoming a soldier only. To Brainy and Lena referencing their emotions. And Tiny Box's comment. Uh, <laughs> this was a very fulfilling episode. Did the plan? Did the phantom plot make sense? Eh, not really. But I'll sacrifice that for moments with these characters that I love. And what do we notice about this episode that might let them do this? Well, there were 14 characters in total in the episode. Three random Phantom Zone people, Kara's dad, um, Ah. Nixley. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Ryan spelled it out for Morgan, but I had trouble saying it. So I'm just going to say Nixley. Alex, Kelly, Jean, Magan, Lena, Brainy, Lex, Lex's butler, uh, which we haven't talked about him very much, but we should. And Kara We we haven't. He's a star. (laughs) He really is. Of those, only six of those characters are star billing. I think this shows that if the show cut the cast down in size, they could write much better stories. Speaking of Kara, I'm so torn about the Phantom Zone story. 
I get why it feels jumbled. It was added in after the rest of the episode because they were all filled once uh, Melissa was back from maternity leave. Because of this, they also had to be shorter. But couldn't they have done this without making the plot jump around so much? The show really stepped up its game with the guest stars, too. There are some really great actors. Also, do we notice the snapping? They finally yeah. gave it to us just from Nixley and not Snapper Carr. But all in all, I loved the episode, unquote. Um, actually, uh, snapping is how fifth dimensional imps uh, use their powers. Mixie has done that in his previous appearances. So it's not the first time we've seen snapping, but they did give us a little bit more of it. Um, but I think Ryan makes a really good point about the smaller casts. And I know we've talked about that. If, if you know... I hate to say it, but if you thin the herd a little bit, you can kind of focus in a little bit more. So and like uh, and not every I think not every character needs to be in every episode. Um, they've already got a really big cast, and it's, it's for the most part a really great cast of characters. So maybe you know maybe where it makes sense, just don't you know one character doesn't show up. Um, yeah, there was no reason for say William or Andrea to be in this episode, and they weren't, and it made sense for them not to be in it. Yeah, so I think that that's a really good point, and uh, hopefully the show will utilize that a little more and just really focus in on the characters and what they're going through. Uh, let's see. Uh, Claudia just wanted to chime in about Lex's butler. Lex speaks freely about his bad acts and crimes in front of his butler. The butler needs to stand up and rat Lex. <laughs> yeah, the butler seems to know all of his dirty deeds. The butler uh, doesn't seem to be that uh, that that uh concerned about it though so i I don't, I don't know that he's ratting legs out he's like the butler is maybe like his version of hope who's like <laughs> do <laughs> it do it <laughs> Supergirl? yeah i think uh i think uh the butler is kind of on team lex at the moment uh, so V wrote in to say, all in all, a great episode for the brainy and Lena of it all. Incredible acting, and I'm really enjoying seeing this less robot robotic side of Brainiac 5. Kind of reminds me of Anya in Buffy when she became human and started to care about stuff and didn't understand how to handle loss, death, and emotion. It was a great storyline for her character then, and this similar one with Brainy is also important. Can we just take a moment to appreciate Lena's suit and her braids this episode? On point. As always, Queen Lena. Is is there any uh, thing that you want to talk to uh, talk about with uh, Lena's wardrobe? Uh, Lena's wardrobe was as usual uh, on point this episode. I think, and th they they point out the braid. I thought it was very cute. Yes, uh, I, it was a different uh, it was a different take. I've been um, trying to track uh, Lena's hair because usually when it was like up in a ponytail or something, that's when she was being evil. That's when she was. That's true. And then uh, when she had it kind of loosely flowing and down, it was usually like when she was just hanging out at game night and she was just kind of, you know, being everybody's just friend. more casual, more yeah. casual, Lena. And I think that this is this sort of a braided, sort of half down, half braided style was more her like, I don't know. What am I going to What am I going <laughs> to do? Strange. The darkness calls to me. And yet <laughs> I've had some therapy now. Uh, <laughs> So, so I like it. Listen, this is like, this is Lena trying out some new things. She had a bad year last year. So did we all. So she's trying to put it behind her now. She's like, I'm going to, I'm going to try. What if I just braided my hair? What if I just try to braid? <laughs> yeah. So she's, she's trying a different look. I think it worked out for her for the most part. Uh, and uh, just for that, I'm going to give people a little boardroom ballroom and we'll come back. And this has been Lena Luther, 
boardroom, or ballroom. All right. Well, uh, Daryl wrote in to say, quote, I don't like seeing Alex like this. The sooner Kara comes back, the better. This show is not, it, this show is doing a disservice by having Alex freeze up during a fight. This is not our Alex. The, uh, in fact, this show has done so much for all of these characters to be so unemotional and together that when they fall apart, I don't recognize them at all. I'm not even sure Lex did anything truly bad enough to Brainy to get that reaction from him. They so rarely uh, mention him uh, not having the inhibitors anymore that his outburst just freaked me out, unquote. And that's actually a pretty good point. I mean, these characters have been through so many terrible things. Um, and now they're just freaking out about these, these couple of phantoms that have come through. I mean, they've, they've seen some, I mean, they've seen some stuff. I, I feel like they can maybe, you know, keep it together a little bit. So that's a good point, Daryl. Yeah. Um, so we have an email from Leslie, one of our Supergirl radio legal consultants who sent, uh, who, I was just going to say who sent us an email. I just said it was an email. Um, so Leslie says, the Supergirl writers have once again given us a false impression about who issues court orders and whether district attorneys can be fired. So before I get into her email, I, I, during that scene, I, I turned around and I said, oh, we're going to have to get the legal concerns again. Like this, <laughs> this all seems wrong. Um, <laughs> so Leslie goes on to say, in Phantom Menaces, Lex told Lena that District Attorney Matthews would be issuing a court order to Lena to undo her cyber attack. District attorneys are criminal prosecutors and they do not issue court orders. Um, in this episode, Lex and Lena were battling over the control of Luther Corp to obtain a court order requiring Lena to undo her cyber attack of a company she partly owns. Lex's attorney would have to file an application with the civil court on notice to Lena. Lena and Lex's respective attorneys would argue the merits of their client's case. If Lex's arguments persuaded the court, then the court would issue an order prohibiting Lena from continuing with her cyber attack. <laughs> National City is located in California. District attorneys in California are elected and they cannot be fired. District attorneys can resign. They can also, uh, they also can be recalled or removed but not fired. Uh, lastly, Lena making a deal with the DA not to prosecute her seems realistic. Potential criminal defendants will often meet with the prosecutor to see if criminal charges can be avoided and obtain a uh, declination or declination of pr prosecution letter. I'm, uh, I'm, tr I'm trusting. I'm trusting the legal consultant for that word. Yeah, I'm me too. <laughs> uh, prosecutors often will drop investigations against people if the prosecutor believes the case is weak or cannot be proved beyond a reasonable doubt to a jury. New District Attorney Matthews may have thought his case against Lena was weak since she merely created the tech and experimented on prisoners who consented to her treatment. I do not believe those prisoners' consents were valid. Uh, unless those prisoners were allowed to consult with an attorney before consenting, they had little choice in the matter given that they 
were in prison. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> solid points, solid points, Leslie. Uh, added to the district attorney's calculus to forgo pr- prosecuting Lena was the fact that the jury found reasonable doubt in Lex's trial, even though Lex admitted that he had tried to mind control billions of people. Therefore, the likelihood of convicting Lena would be even less likely than convicting Lex. <laughs> uh, the DA's requirement that uh, Lena resign from Luther Corp seems unusual while lena and lex and their company luther corp were all involved in creating and using mind control technology only lena has to resign leaving lex in charge of the family business da matthews made lena's resignation a part of her deal probably at lex's suggestion yeah good points uh and it's funny because both of the legal consultants wanted to chime in about this episode (laughs) so we also have an email from susan our other uh super radio legal consultant who uh shared some thoughts about this week's episode writing quote an ada cannot issue an injunction (laughs) district attorneys do not have that ability or power the only person who can issue an injunction is a judge and except in extraordinary circumstances, which definitely do not apply here, a judge can't issue an injunction unless the person or company against whom the injunction has been requested is given notice and an opportunity to be heard in opposition. In fact, a basic requirement of a request to the court for an injunction is that you include details on your efforts to provide notice to the other side that you are asking or an injunction. Also, the ADA's job is to investigate and prosecute crime, not to go over, uh, not to go off and get injunctions to help one or two people in a dispute over something happening at a private company. <laughs> so the idea that Lex's new ADA friend issued an injunction to help him is shockingly completely absurd, unquote. Uh, so <laughs> thank you to the legal consultants for chiming in. And because uh, I think they anticipated that we would have questions about <laughs> as, some of that. As as always, uh I, I saw that scene and I thought that feels like that's wrong. Uh, <laughs> and it was. <laughs> uh, right. so before we wrap up our feedback, we're gonna need to make some snap judgments. All right, let's get to In it. In the game of snap judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary. Okay, so we have, looks like quite a, oh my gosh, quite a few (laughs) snap judgments. So let's get to them. So our first snap judgment comes from Mary, who says, in order for the super friends to have a steady, sizable income, (laughs) will they... Open their own alien bar. Magan can teach them all how to bartend. Or open the Lena Luther fashion show where she sells her best outfits. I love the idea of Lena selling her outfits on Poshmark. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to be the Lena Luther fashion show. I would be into that. I, I love the idea that like when they need to new, make a new upgrade to the tower, Lena's <laughs> like, but I love these shoes. <laughs> They're like, Lena, take one for the team. <laughs> so I'm going, I'm going with Lena selling her stuff. That's so funny. Um, our next snap, uh, our next set of snap judgments come from Ryan. So first one, would you rather watch a courtroom plot about Lena being charged for non no cherry or Eve being charged for the murder <laughs> of Jeremiah Danvers? 
uh, I kind of want her to have some sort of consequences for creating tech that uh, was able to mind control the world. I th- I think she still needs to maybe answer for some of that. So that's what I would want to see. I think I got to go even and Jer and the murder of Jeremiah Danvers. But like, I want there to be a subplot where there's like a like a true crime podcast that's like covering it. But that <laughs> but that Eve has convinced that she's innocent. <laughs> oh, so they're like they're like. Did she kill Jeremiah, or is this all just a plot to frame her? And, and, and he was like, "See, the timeline doesn't work out." And she's like, "Because it was pre-crisis." <laughs> I like that idea. Um, I, I think I think I'm going to go for Nano Cherry, but uh, you make a strong case. <laughs> um, okay, would you prefer we actually get a car-centric and strong Phantom Zone plot? Or a plot where we get introduced to a new main character every episode and they make a spinoff about those characters still in the Phantom Zone. So it's like a like a Phantom Zone sitcom, maybe? It's like, I guess it's like a Phantom Zone anthology. It could be called <laughs> like, that's so Phantom. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I want a strong Kara Phantom Zone plot. I mean, I mean, I really, I just miss Kara being a... Uh, you know, having a strong storyline, like a like a character arc. So <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great. Um, okay. Ryan's last snap judgment. Would you rather see the scene of Alex telling Kelly that Kara is Supergirl? Or would you rather see Alex and Kelly getting a baby? That's that's tough because I feel like the show promised us both things. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess probably adopting a baby or I think, having a baby. I don't know. Yeah. I think yeah. I got to go getting a baby of some kind. <laughs> um, well, however they want to do it. Um, but yeah, I feel like there was a lot of, a lot of lead up to that. And I, I sometimes they get a little concerned that they're never going to go back to it. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, we've already found out that Kelly's just totes cool. Totes cool. <laughs> totes cool. Playing house reference. As they would say on Playing House. She's you, just should, tot- you should watch it if you never have. It's great. Oh, my. I, I forced Mike to uh, to rewatch it with me, and he loved it. So, yes. Uh, apparently, Kelly was totes cool with it. So, you know, we don't, we don't, apparently, we don't need that scene. <laughs> uh, Leslie makes a point that maybe that'll happen off screen. Uh, as, <laughs> as things go, we might what would, might be how we get it. You know what would be great is that, like, in a, an episode in the future, like they go to Alex and Kelly's apartment, and there's just a baby in the background, <laughs> but no one acknowledges the baby or even talks about. Like, they're having like a serious discussion about, like, well, how do we help Car? And then slowly, there's just a baby crawling through. <laughs> well, and also, I just have so many questions now because they've made Alex the superhero. And if they do make Kelly Guardian, you're really going to have to justify to me being parents of a a small child uh, while that's going on. Because it's even hard for Superman and Lois. Like, that's difficult for them. Uh, can so, they have it all? Can they? I don't know. I I mean, they're fighting phantoms all day. I mean... <laughs> And it w- I feel like it wouldn't be such a big deal if the show hadn't made it a big deal. Like, what was it last season that that Alex was like, oh, if I really want to have a baby, I got to really scale back what I'm doing here at the yeah, DEO. Yeah, that was the whole and- point of her becoming the director of the DEO. Stop going into the field so much. It's so dangerous. And now it's like, well, I've got this high shadow, so I'm fine now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, you're really going to have to justify it to me. 
if they do end up with a baby, which I think they should. I mean, the show did promise that this was happening. They did. They did. Uh, so we got some snap judgments from Anna, who apparently has had a good week. She's got some great news. She's too happy to think of angsty <laughs> snaps. So she's promised only happy snaps. Can she deliver? Uh, <laughs> also, very excited for her for her great uh, great news yeah, and her happy good. week. That's awesome, Anna. Okay, so Anna's first snap. What is more wonderful, Lena learning to manage her emotions and break and embrace self love, or Kara, despite being lost, knowing deep in her heart that so many people love her and will never give up on her. Does she know that? I mean, I feel like she doesn't quite now. She's she's just <laughs> she's just mostly cold and like trying to find uh Zorel. So I'm gonna go with Lena. I think it's great that Lena's done some therapy clearly off screen, like most of the action here in the show. And she's she hologram Kelly at night. <laughs> <in her little. laughs> exactly with i'm glad kelly's been popping in for those therapy <laughs> sessions and it's really paying off and lena you know what good good growth girl you keep you you stick to it it's a it's a lifelong journey that you're on <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have to pick uh, uh lena's self-love on that one um okay which is more lovely that rebecca is a wonderful podcaster and we all appreciate her or that morgan who is also a wonderful person is going to win the lottery soon uh, this is a prediction wow Anna, Anna uh, please i i hope you know something i don't know because <laughs> i could use that money <laughs> i mean i'm picking morgan uh because i i really want morgan to win the lottery so that's that's my choice thank you don't worry i'll share some of my winnings <laughs> oh good 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 <laughs> turns out weddings are expensive who knew so that would that, that'll really come in handy <laughs> Um, okay, a silly snap. Would you rather have the Supergirl writers control your love life for a month, meaning whatever they write about, it magically happens? Or would you both rather spend a month with Anna in the Phantom Zone and the three of us could hide and chill from the Phantoms? That's not even a question. I'm going to be chilling in the Phantom Zone with Anna. Nothing good is happening when those writers are controlling your no, love life. <laughs> they they write terrible love stories. It's not going to go. Mike doesn't deserve that. I can't put him through that. <laughs> what? What? I'm going to come home one day and Mike's created a killer robot? No, no, not for me. <laughs> let's I, let's hang out in the Phantom Zone. I'll bring some snacks. We'll have a good time. <laughs> I would rather go to a place that is uh, difficult to get out and is a prison. <laughs> that uh that is supposed to be for the worst of the worst than have the show the the show writers write a, a story for me i, I would I rather think, go to a, a prison i think that's i think that's very accurate listen we could we could bring the books that we're we're reading uh, you yeah, could oh, find, you so could much finally, time. finally finish that tolstoy listen <laughs> listen that sounds honestly it sounds like a vacation sounds to me great. at this point I doesn't it it's <laughs> a great idea and we get to hang out with anna I, I mean, the, they, this is plus, plus, plus. I mean, <laughs> yes, here's, they're Dementors, okay? Yeah, I'm I mean, not going to sugar, can't sugarcoat the Dementors. But Jason Bear is there. He's I still mean, there? He's still there. On, still, still looking good, Jason Bear. So. <laughs> I feel like the, the Phantom Zone selling itself. Yeah. <laughs> Good questions. Uh, thank you all for sending us your snap judgments. Uh, lots of fun. So we're going to get our outro and then come back and we'll wrap it up. No judgments on your snap judgments. 
All right, that is going to do it for our uh, episode discussion on Phantom Menaces. And uh, now I think uh, we need to get to some DC TV plugs. If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on and inspired by the CW Supergirl TV series. We are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. If you like what we do, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy our Supergirl radio live streams, make sure to subscribe to the DC TV Podcast YouTube channel and hit that notification bell to get notified when we go live and wired dc tv podcast also has a t public store so if you're in need of new dc tv related t-shirts tank tops sweatshirts onesies mugs notebooks pillows or stickers go to supergirlradio.com and click on the t public store link at the top of the page supergirl radio superman and lois radio the flash podcast and legends of tomorrow podcast backlight and podcast bad woman podcast too and titans and doom patrol podcast just for you justice league dark podcast green lantern podcast star girl podcast strange adventures podcast and finally my favorite of bunch dc tv after dark where you're allowed to say You, so you you can say that, and <laughs> uh, so that is something that is unique to DC uh, TV After Dark. Uh, so that is uh, why some people maybe uh, consider it their favorite podcast. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so um, uh, I guess we could talk about uh, some T Public stuff uh, in our plugs mentioned T Public. Um, we do have some Gone shirts in the T Public store. Uh, so if you're interested in uh, Miss Martian, but they, they don't really call her Miss Martian, uh, but that's. No. That's who she is in the comics. Uh, but if you're interested in Magan, we do have uh, some designs in the Tea Public store. Um, and I noticed uh, they've taken things out of our Tea Public store. And a lot of them are the Supergirl S Shield designs, <gasps> which weren't ours. Although they did uh, remove uh, the Supergirl radio design that I had commissioned. Um, no, and I, really? I, I, I don't know. I think either DC or somebody was like, T public, you got to get all those out of there because I think they've removed all of them. I was like, what? what? Whoa! They were all so good, and also my my Supergirl Radio one is gone, so I've got to investigate that. So I'm a little Boo. Uh, I'm a little <laughs> upset with T public, but there are some sales going on, so um, just check them out and see if they're in. There's a bunch of, I mean, there's still some good designs in there. Uh, we just got to investigate what's going on with the Supergirl she owns <laughs> uh, <laughs> because that seems to be an issue. Um, but yeah, so we've got some stuff in there and, um, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. So I did mention the store, uh, and the sale that was recently going on. I don't know if it's still going on, but just, uh, kind of peep over there and just see if it is going on. Cause it's usually, there's usually like a once a month store wide sale, which usually gives you some good deals. Also, we would like to thank our legion of super sponsors for supporting Supergirl Radio. Um, those are Michael, Sam, Anne-Marie, Grout, Yvonne, Quinn, Jessica, Nicola, Leslie, uh, Abby, Ermgard, Miriam, Cherie, Donna, Nicole, Lizeth, Deb, and Susan. Thank you all for supporting the podcast. Um, if you would like to 
join the Legion of Super, Super Sponsors. We have uh, a couple of different, we have four different levels for monthly uh, support. So you can go check those out at super, uh, no, patreon.com slash supergirlradio. And uh, you can get some just, uh, you know, a little extra Supergirl radio in your week. Um, we'll probably be, be doing uh, an AMA this week um, from listener uh, uh, and Patreon supporter um, submitted questions. So if you're Ooh. watching this right now, as of right this second, while we're live, and you want to, if you are a, a Patreon <laughs> supporter, or want to be one, <laughs> or want to be one, go over to patreon.com and submit a question to uh, the comments there. Quick, do it now. <laughs> and, and you'll have to do it before, uh, you know, before we end, um, because we'll be uh, recording something tonight to answer those questions. Um, so we'll be doing some uh, cool things like that. So uh, you never know what you're going to get with the uh, the exclusive content, but it's always a lot of fun. Just a little extra Supergirl radio for your week. So thank you to all of our um, Patreon supporters. All right. Well, you can find me on the in, uh, I'm on the Instagram. I'm on Instagram <laughs> at the Derby Kid. I'm trying to like look at different things and I'm all confused. the gram. Yeah, I'm on the gram at the Derby Kid. I post a couple of pictures every. Uh, every week if I can. Um, so there is that. I'm also, uh, let's see if I can find, do I not have something in here? Well, I, I thought we had a graphic oh, for the no. fakest. I guess not. I'll have to put one back in here. I cleared it Where out. Where did it go? <laughs> uh, but if you go to the um, Morgan and I are both uh, cast members of a sketch comedy podcast uh, that is in its final season, much like Supergirl. Mm -hmm. Lots of things. It's getting real it's getting we're crazy. Recording, we're getting we're getting to the end. I mean, where I've been recording, I don't know about you, Morgan, but I've been recording the the finale, like the series finale, and it's uh it's pretty bonkers. Um, spoiler <laughs> alert: if you were upset that Rebecca didn't cuss on uh, DC TV after dark, you're gonna get your fill on the fake uh, twist. <laughs> Le Leanne Snyder, my character, is uh, known for not cussing, and she reaches a a breaking point. Just lets it all hang out. So uh, it was very uncomfortable for me. Uh, it, didn't, oh, no. it didn't sound right coming out of my mouth, uh, but I gave it my best shot. So <laughs> trying to really commit to the character. Uh, so there's there's a lot of crazy stuff. There's there's maybe some time belts shenanigans going on. Um, the witches. I mean, it's it's a great fun podcast. So uh, go to thefakest.com and subscribe, and uh, we'll 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 be we'll begin to the end here soon. So yeah, I'm actually recording. I think my last bit uh, on Saturday, so tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know if that's my last one as well, but I, if not, I'm getting close. So uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm 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 maybe um, in that recording session too. So uh, Leanne might be uh, <laughs> there with some uh, witchy <laughs> friends. Uh, so that should be a lot of fun. Uh, I also wanted to bring your attention to uh, a video from Justice Con. I don't know if you know anything about Justice Con. Not Morgan. much. It's of the, most the, mostly the Zack Snyder fandom, which I am mm. sort of a part of. Um, but Justice Con is going on this weekend, which is basically like a YouTube uh, sort of uh, online virtual convention. There are panels and things like that. Um, I was a part of the the uh, video, How to Join a Zoom Meeting as an Animated Character. <laughs> our, 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 our friend uh, Dave Jones, who does all of the cool graphics for DCTV podcasts, um, designs uh, a lot of our logos, if not all of them. Uh, he uh, he's He's been able to actually create... Uh, 
little animated characters. Like, you know how, like, okay, so right now, if we were on StreamYard, he would have an animated character in place of him. He would have a, an animated Lego Superman in his place talking as, like, it would read his facial stuff oh. and be able to, like, uh, sync the audio with it. So you That's definitely so cool. Go, definitely check it out. He invited um, me and Andy Babact and Mike Schmidt, who does all of our uh, TCTV podcast theme songs. Uh, he invited us to hang out with him and he showed us around, gave us a little tutorial of how he created those. It, it looks difficult, but I think if you hopped in and kind of played around with some of the things he shows you in the video, you might be able to figure it out. Um, so if you want to see me be real uh, petty about uh, Flash and Supergirl with Andy, uh, that it gets a little, <laughs> it gets a little, <laughs> a little heated in there. Um, but uh, I have the link to that video in the video description. I'll put that in the podcast, uh, the audio podcast show notes as well, so you can go check that out. But thought it was really cool, and now I want a uh, an animated Lego character uh, for all my Zoom meetings for work. Uh, so I'm gonna have to <laughs> figure that out. Seriously, I wanna I wanna show up to one of my meetings as like Lego Batman. <laughs> It's the dream. I mean, it is. You'll be more productive, I think. I think I would be more. Pro- I feel like people wouldn't mess with me if I was Lego Batman. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't realize you're Batman. I'm like, yes, I am. I'm Batman. Uh, <laughs> um, awesome. Well, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Mojotastic. You can also find me as a co-host on as we mentioned dc tv after dark i think we're trying we're started we're in the starting phases of trying to schedule our next uh our next episode i think we're going to try to have andy on um we i'm actually having sarah come over tomorrow she's going to help me rearrange my kitchen so that's exciting that's not related to the podcast i just really (laughs) need it help and she's so organized uh so that'll be fun it'll be like the first person we've had in our in our house since covid almost uh besides like my mom so has she met the lab cats she has not so she has oh. not she has not been over in a year and so she's seen the lab cats we send her pictures all the time just updates uh <laughs> bunsen sitting next to me thought you might want to know um <laughs> but, but it's going to be very exciting to introduce formally introduce her uh they like formal introductions uh <laughs> they're they're gentlemen and scholars um <laughs> So that'll be fun. Um, and then I'm also a co-host on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. So we have some some fun stuff coming up for that podcast before this show comes comes back. We're going to do a season five recap. If, uh, like us, you've forgotten everything about the last season, about the show in general, and you just kind of existing, we're going to remind you what happened last season so that like when season six starts up again in May, you'll be on top of things. You'll remember everything. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have um, an exciting exclusive interview. Uh, we, for our book club, we read Her Name in the Sky by Kelly Quinlan. Um, and she actually has a new book coming out uh, next week on um, on. April. I was going to say September. I don't know what months are anymore. <laughs> on, on April twentieth, uh, she has. Uh, she Let's drives. Really get me. in there early. Ooh, you want to get in there so early. Uh, <laughs> pre-orders, pre-orders. Uh, she uh, on April twentieth. She has uh, coming out. She drives me crazy. Her new novel. So we uh, just the other day sat 
sat down. We uh, streamyarded with her, and we did uh, an interview. I was like, were you really standing up? Why? Why was sat down? <laughs> we sat. To, everything's been in quotes today. This has been my. <laughs> everything's theoretical. Um, <laughs> we we had an interview with her. We talked about um, her name in the sky, late to the party, and um, her new book, uh, She Drives Me Crazy. We kind of talked about the state of uh, queer uh, books for LGBTQ plus uh, people and, and what that's looking like, what sort of the, you know, the media landscape is looking like. It was a really fun interview. She's really, she's a really fun uh, person to talk to. And I think that um, Legends fans or just like anybody who's interested in, you know, YA fiction uh, might be interested in that interview. So you should check that out. It's probably going to come out the week of um, April 26th sometime during that week. So definitely check that out. That was really fun. We were we were so excited that we got her to come on our weird legends podcast. She was like, she's like, first, first question. But like, before we start recording is like, what is this podcast? <laughs> we're like, we understand why you would be confused. Um, so yeah, we've just I'm been sure, on hiatus. I'm sure she had fun. I'm sure she did. There's no way that she couldn't have. Um, that's cool. That was very cool. Well, um, before we get, uh, let y'all go, just want to remind you, uh, we have a photo contest going on right now. Uh, you can go to uh, any of our social media accounts and click the link in the bio, or you can just go to supergirlradio.com and on the right side of the page, uh, there are links to the rules and uh, a download link for you to download our a flat Supergirl image. So you can uh, download, print her out, uh, uh, cut her, <laughs> I hate to say cut her up, cut around her. <laughs> And then uh, put her on a popsicle stick or a pencil or a pen or something. And then uh, take some pictures with her and uh, submit as many as you like. Uh, tag us uh, at Supergirl Radio on social media. Use the hashtag, hashtag Supergirl Adventures. And we're just going to be um, gathering all of those pictures up. And uh, we'll, we'll be kind of uh, putting them in a, a I don't want to say collage, but we'll be gathering them. And then in the series finale, uh, discussion that we have of the Supergirl. We'll pick a winner and we will send you uh, some, uh, uh, well, probably a tea public prize, something something cool from the store. And um, that'll be your prize for that. But I think it'll be a really fun uh, contest. Um, I'm very much looking forward to taking my flat Supergirl. I'm going to go to Hawaii uh, starting next weekend. And I'll be taking uh, my flat Supergirl with me uh, to uh, the great state of Hawaii. So we'll hopefully get some beach Beach Supergirl in there, uh, and we'll see how that goes. I'm also probably going to have to podcast from Hawaii, uh, which <laughs> will be really interesting. To be fair, I, I I offered. I said, Rebecca, you don't have to. You're on vacation. <laughs> but you know what? I kind of want to see uh, what the, what the situation presents. Uh, so, so my question I podcast is, on the beach. I don't know how. We, so we're going to podcast, but are are we going to go live? Like, are you going to be? <laughs> No, live from paradise no i think i think we should be live i think i should be out there with like a you know a little umbrella drink with a you know <laughs> i love it i love yeah, it no, i'm gonna I... be i'm gonna be so salty the whole time that whole podcast <laughs> i'm just gonna be so mean to you because you're gonna <laughs> be living the life <laughs> so we'll we'll be um i believe we're gonna be back on thursday nights next week 
And then uh, I think that next week uh, we'll I'll, I'll be live and wired from Hawaii, uh, so we'll we'll see how that goes because there's a time difference. So I may I may be podcasting pretty early in the morning, uh, so that should be. We fine. can we can all watch the sun the sunrise with Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll see how that goes. I haven't I'll have to see what the setup is like and see what I can do. Maybe I'll be by the pool. I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, so that would be really fun. Uh, so uh, come back in two weeks and see see what it's like from <laughs> Hawaii, Supergirl Radio from Hawaii. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Supergirl Radio. But until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. And I'm still Morgan Glennon. And remember, when everything seems dark, that's when we show up for those who need us the most. The CW are just trying to win the time slot war with Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Oh, oh no. Yeah. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther at Boardroom or Ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther. It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. It's so fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Yeah.